And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. We got a whole lot going on. We got a whole lot going on tonight. All over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, Tucker Carlson has been shaking up a, a lot over the past few days, ever since his exit from Fox News. Not only has he began to expose Fox he has also announced a brand new home for his show over on twitter.com is Elon Musk involved is there some kind of right wing conspiracy involved we'll talk about that in a minute also the Atlanta boot girls this video got controversial and I think it's from people that don't live in Atlanta or they just don't understand what goes on with the whole boot situation we'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later also D. Snyder, we're not gonna take it, gets removed from San Fran Pride because he says that maybe children shouldn't be transgender. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Trump loses a lawsuit against E. Jean Carroll over some allegations from the 1990s. This is a pretty deep story, actually. We'll talk about this in a minute. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, speaking about Trump, Lori Lightfoot blames not only the concept of racism, but specifically Donald Trump for her election loss as Chicago mayor. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, two Detroit police officers, female officers, home invaded a male officer, and now they're in jail. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you enjoy what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. We have a whole lot going on tonight. There is a lot to discuss, quite a, quite a bit to discuss. Uh, but first and foremost, y'all please visit the sponsors. Y'all know how I operate. Visit PatriotPost.us. Again, PatriotPost.us. Their link will be in the description box. They are your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Really great guys right here in Tennessee. Y'all check them on now, patriotpost.us. Also, please go to my merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. Y'all know what we got. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the merch site. Y'all please go check it out, ablmerch.com. Also, Go to anthonybelogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. Go to the front page of the website. I have uh, articles for each video that I produce. So whenever I put something out, I'll have the article to go with it so you can fact check me so you can see more. Maybe I can't show video on YouTube. Maybe I can't show the complete thing. Maybe you want to see it without my commentary on it. Everything that you need would be right there on the website, B logan.com also go to anthonybelogan.com forward slash contact you can find my email address my snail mail address my social media accounts my facebook twitter instagram all that good stuff is right there on the contact page of anthonybelogan.com and again that's anthonybelogan.com forward slash contact and of course my bi-weekly psa please don't get scammed out here in these youtube streets whenever i post a video and you guys comment on my video and then there's a reply to your comment and I'm being very specific 
whenever you comment on one of my videos and there's a reply to your comment that looks like me, perhaps maybe using my same picture or a similar name or something like that and looks kind of fishy, they're saying, hey, contact me on WhatsApp, contact me on Instagram, email me. I promise you with 100% certainty, that's not me. So don't get scammed. Talk to a Nigerian scammer, a Russian scammer. You know, the Russian, that's like the enemy, right? Anything Russian. Okay, Russian coffee, evil. It's going to poison you. Anyway, please, please, please don't get scammed by these random internet trolls pretending to be me. I think YouTube has kind of gotten a crack on that. They've they been kind of cracking down on some of the scamming. But it's, it's like whack-a-mole. You, you, you block one or find a way to filter them out, then a bunch of more come after that. So it's kind of hard. Y'all, please just be vigilant. If you email me talking about, hey, ABL, I got scammed on your channel, it's like, hey, I, I gave you warning, so I can't help you if you get scammed. I just say, don't have it happen to you. All righty. So we got quite a few things going on. Um, <laughs> I don't even know really where to start. I don't know where to start. There is so, so much happening. Um, I kind of want to go off of my script I have right here a little bit. I'm going to get to these topics that are on the screen, but I kind of want to show you guys a picture and you may have seen this picture. Okay. I think I might have two pictures for you guys. You guys may have seen this. And I think this picture you're going to see in just one moment is going to be the, the perfect case for term limits. All right. We, that's, that's kind of been the idea floated around for a minute uh, we need to have term limits because, I mean, at a certain point, it's just like these people have been in office since the Neolithic era, since, you know, before the dinosaurs came to exist, before uh, Adam and Eve, before the first tree that the, the apple was uh, birthed from was 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 born before before the tree grew that the that the, that the apple, the proverbial apple came from. This person was in office. So this is Diane Feinstein. She has just come back to the Capitol. Now, this is completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Diane Feinstein is 89 years old and looks like she is already deceased. This is crazy. Listen, if you're that old and you're in this condition, you can't walk, you're, you're wheelchair bound, you look like you're you're done. If this is going on, maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't be in office. Yes, she is still in office. Yes, she is. Refuses to retire. It's like, come, what are we doing? Come on. Bad enough you got your man in there. Bad enough you have what's what's his name? Uh um the big the big man looking like um the egg from Mega Man. Eggman from Mega Man, y'all know what I'm talking about. The the guy from Pittsburgh, the guy that looks like he's about um, six foot eight, but completely empty upstairs. Fetterman, yeah, Fetterwoman, remember that? I'm Fetterwoman. Bad enough we got him roaming around the halls of the Capitol. Diane Feinstein, what in the world are we doing? Yeah, term limits now, exactly, Brickyard. Term limits right now. So that's one picture. Here's another one. Chuck Schumer, completely shameless. Completely shameless. Shameful, but shameless. Look at him. 
I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't even really, you know, at a certain point, it's like, where is the compassion for this woman? Where's where's the compassion for her? I'm no fan of Diane Feinstein, but good night. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> what in the world are we doing here? This is crazy. This, this is totally nuts. Um, I don't, I don't really have any words. I, I guess they they want power so badly in Washington D.C. They don't care if you're living or you're dead. And and we we kind of saw that with um Federal Woman. We saw that with him. All right, this man had a stroke. Pretty much is really not even not cognizant of what's happening, and we still want. Um, him to be in office, we don't really care. We're not really being serious at all. Not in the least bit. It's it's pretty ridiculous. All right. So that was Diane Feinstein. I'm I'm not sure how long she has. And when I say how long she has, I, I literally mean that. Like how long she has a, how long she have to live? Because I thought there was some some medical problems, and that's the reason why she was not in the Capitol until just right now. And clearly there's some issues. Obviously, there's some issues. So what in the world are we talking about here? This whole thing is nuts. But yeah, that was Diane Feinstein. And I got another video for you guys. This is your um, border czar and the AI czar, uh, Kamala Harris. Now, what exactly is she talking about right here? I, I saw a little bit of this, but it was very hard for me to follow. So what is she saying right here? Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. I don't understand. I just, I don't get it. Like, well, you know what? Now I see why she polled at 0% when she ran for president. Now I see why this is pretty embarrassing because you have qualified people that can fill certain positions. But then when you do things like this, where it's clearly a diversity hire, it makes the qualified people look suspect when they go to the job. Oh, why were you hired diversity hire? The person that got hired is totally capable, totally competent, belongs there. But because of things like this and also Kataji Brown Jackson, like, Joe Biden literally said, I'm going to hire a black female to be the next Supreme Court justice. The qualifications were, of course, you got to be good or a, a lawyer or a judge or whatever already, I suppose. But he just put her in there because of the, the racial element. And then they just drag her out whenever it's something to do with, with race or with women. It's just she's just there for PR purposes, not to be any kind of leader at all. And if I'm the vice president, I'd want to be in some kind of leadership role. But she's not that. The borders are, the border's wide open. The border is wide open. Hey, do you guys know, matter of fact, let's let's go to the border right quick because we got, what's that, Title 41 coming to an end? People, normies, your, your regular um, your, your regular mouth breather, your, your regular, Title 42, pardon me, Title 42. Title 42 coming to an end. Your regular mouth breather does not really understand what's going on in this world. They don't really know really what's going on outside their house. You know, because we're talking about 
Title 42 is coming to an end and they know it, your normie who does not know what's going on might think, oh, they got TVs. It's like, look, <laughs> yes, they have TVs. Yes, they know. Yes, they watch the news. Yes, they are aware of geopolitics. Wherever country they come from, Mexico, they have TV in Mexico. They got water and electricity and things like that as well. Okay, Mexico is a poor country, but it's not like they're just walking around butt naked with no technology, caveman status. They know what's going on. They know exactly what's happening. So do the, the, the cartels that make billions off of the human trafficking trade. They know what's happening. They know Title 42 coming to an end. They know the border's wide open. They know they can bring in drugs and guns and everything else. And you know what they said about Title 42 coming to an end? There's going to be an influx of fentanyl coming into the country. You know what? Can I put on my tinfoil hat for a minute, please? And thank you guys for just being with me and letting me vent my frustrations. Um, I think this is being done on purpose for two reasons. Well, two main reasons. The first reason is you are able to allow an influx of drugs to come in to satiate the needs of Americans because of, because of what Big Pharma has done. Understand this. Fentanyl, all these opiates are a Big Pharma creation. And a lot of Americans are hooked on these drugs now and that it costs too much for them to go to the doctor and go through the medical system. So they leave the border wide open. So fentanyl floods the nation. And then people that have an insatiable appetite for these drugs are able to get them for the cheap, you know, and then those who OD and die. Well, that's just fewer people that take up the welfare roles. I think that's what they're doing because I don't understand anything else. And then of course, um, the free labor, the, the cheap labor, they're, they're trying to do the whole thing with um, the E-Verify in Florida. Let me see if I can find that video right quick because there was a video where a whole construction site stopped in Florida and people are kind of upset about this. Matter of fact, here it is. All right. Yeah. Let's let's put this on the screen right quick. Let's check it out. DeSantis está promoviendo una ley if you ask, if you habla español, please translate for me in the comments. DeSantis está promoviendo una ley que trabajar sin papeles sea una felonía y que todas las compañías o empleadores tienen que utilizar el E-Verify. O sea, va a ser imposible a los que no tenemos papeles trabajar. The whole site is stopped. This, this is Miami, Florida. The whole construction site, this, this got to be like 100 guys. All, all come to a standstill. Básicamente imposible, no vamos a poder trabajar. Entonces me gustaría que compa mande unos 300 personas aquí de ojos blanquitos, ciudadanos, pues todos ciudadanos, que vengan a colgar chirroc, a hacer el frame, colgar los ductos, a hacer electricidad, todo. Y que mande también ese montón de gente allá para el campo, a la agricultura, van a cosechar a ver si es cierto que van a poder hacer el trabajo que hacemos nosotros, los inmigrantes en este país. They go to Foreman right there. I don't know, they, you know, that's, that's usually how it is. On a lot of these sites, you got a bunch of Hispanics speaking 100% Spanish, blasting the music, and then there's the one white guy that's the foreman running the show. That's usually how it is on a construction site. You know, and tell me I'm wrong. I'm not being racist. I'm just observing what I see. Even where I, where I live in, in Chattanooga, like, you'll see construction sites, 100% Hispanic. All Hispanic, and then the foreman, the guy that run, that run the show will be a white guy. That's usually what happens. Los inmigrantes en este país, que ellos solitos quieren ir a la quiebra. 
Germanic Shepherd said, basically, we're, we're screwed, we're effed. No sé qué tienen en la cabeza. All right, so is that, is that it right Pura. there? That, that's, that's the end of the sound right there. So basically what I'm talking about is they're, they're having E-Verify from Ron DeSantis in Florida, and that's bringing construction sites and things like that to a, to a halt. And why would it bring a site to a halt? Are they here legally? Probably not. Are they here on the work visa? Probably not. If they're here on a visa, it didn't probably expire. They're probably here illegally. So going back to my original point, um, I think what they're doing at the border is allowing people come to come across to work in the country for very low wages. So things can keep on going. So you can have industry keep going. You know, you get the hotel maids, construction workers, which which, which your man say Barack Obama fruit pickers and bed makers. That's what he said. Barack Obama said they're fruit pickers and bed makers. That's what they want to come in. All right. That's why leaving the border wide open for, for the drugs, um, the guns and all that is kind of a byproduct. They don't really care about guns too much. Um, they care more about the, the, the free drugs or the, the, the cheaper drugs and the cheap labor. In my opinion, that's why they're keeping the border open. I can't really come up with another reason, another valid reason why the border will be wide open. You know, maybe they want to try to virtue signal and not be, appear to be racist, but I don't see why you would destroy your country just to not appear to be racist, but whatever, whatever. Let me see. Let me see if I can uh, read some of the comments in here. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Rudy P says, DeSantis put in a new law that you got to show papers to work. They don't have papers, so work stopped. That, there you go. So you guys are saying the same thing. CB says the same thing. Yep. That's what's going on. It's a lot of, you know, illegal aliens in here uh, working under the table, working for a lower wage. And they also do the same thing with visas. Um, they get a lot of the, the, the Indian subcontractors to come over here to work for a lower amount of money. There was one guy who talk, was talking about that, an Indian um, Silicon Valley worker talking about he was getting paid like 25000 over there, like super low money compared to what an American citizen or a guy that is aware of what's going on would get paid. Okay, they were doing like grunt work for like 25000 where you can get paid 100000 with no problem over in Silicon Valley. He was getting paid twenty five in America. Or it might have been an Hispanic guy that was getting paid that kind of money. Regardless of what's going on, I think it's just about exploiting labor and the drugs. Pure, pure and simple. But we have a whole lot more going on. Hold on. Thank you to BH who says, ABL, you are right. My brother works for a construction company. He oversees men over twice his age because he went to college. He is white. They are Hispanic. And empty beer bottles are always found on the development. So, of course, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sa same thing where I'm at. Yeah, the beer bottles all over the place. Building houses, be beer bottles. Yeah. The, the loud music. But da -da -da -da, all, all day. It is what it is. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be anything other than factual. I'm not trying to be anything other than factual. And, and that's just the reality of the situation. All right. It ain't really nothing else to it. But we have a whole lot going on here. Um, I don't even know where to go next. There's so much happening. Uh, where, where are we going to go next? Let's go to, um, let's go to the Detroit female police officers. Okay, matter of fact, hold on. I have one thing that's kind of off 
topic a little bit, and then I'm gonna get to the 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 the, the officers. That whole thing is crazy. Did you guys see that? Matter of fact, I'm gonna go straight to it. Uh, thank you to whoever sent me this. One of you guys sent me this clip, and I kind of saw it was getting a lot of traction. Um, and I have to really talk about this because here's what happened. If you didn't see my video, uh, three women, including two Detroit police officers, one person appears to be black, the other one Hispanic. I'm not sure about the other woman that was not an officer. They home invaded another officer, a male officer, all from the Detroit area. Now, here's what I think happened. Um, New tonight. I think what happened is that there was a love triangle or some sorts. Uh, some, somebody got their feelings hurt. Somebody was doing something they shouldn't have been doing. Double time in, cheating or something like that. And then as a result of that, here comes the home invasion. Because what they did was just like vandalize his property and steal some stuff. Now, some said it could have been like there was some drugs going on and they went to go steal it back. But why would you do that as two officers, as two female officers? And in, in the... In the Victim was a male. It didn't say who he was or anything like that. And it didn't get into why this could have happened. All right. But here is the video. If you have not seen it, here's the, the news um, news clip. Let's check it out right quick. New tonight at 11, two Detroit police officers have been charged with felony home invasion after breaking into the home of another police officer in Macomb County. Our Kelly Vaughn has been following the story and she joins us in studio tonight with the details. This seems like a very unusual case. Yeah, that's exactly what prosecutors say. So the county prosecutor says three women, two of whom are police officers, are facing charges for allegedly breaking into the Roseville home of another officer and destroying things in his home as well as stealing his property. Now the women are each facing 15 year felony charges for second degree home invasion. That's along with other charges. Now the allegations are that on April 11th, uh, 29-year-old Detroit police officer Brianna Cabano, 21-year-old officer Dana Sears, and then a third woman, Colleen Compton, who is not a police officer, um, broke into the home of the other Detroit police officer. Now, the girls are nice looking. They're pretty, pretty young girls, and it's, I, I could already see what's going on because I, I could think from the mind of a male. Already see what's happening. Okay, one of these girls was his girlfriend, or both were the, both were the girlfriend. They didn't know. They found out. They collaborate. Because this is what this is what goes on when a woman feels like, you know, like the whole thing, a woman scorned, she's upset, she's scorned. And if you do that to her friend or a girl she knows or a girl that's kind of in her vicinity, they're going to join forces. And whatever kind of grief or problems you would have from one person from doing her wrong will be magnified when you got two of them. And then they recruited another girl to join in a home invasion with them. That's my opinion about what's going on. Now, is it the truth? I have no idea. We don't know the motive, but we could put two and two together and still get four, can't we? I digress. Macomb County Prosecutor Peter Lacido says no one is above the law. The best word I can describe it is, it starts to violate that which we've all learned, which is police officers are supposed to serve and protect, but in this case, they're charged in a case, and now they have to deal with their own internal, which is the Detroit Police Department. 
Now, we did reach out to the Detroit Police Department and they told us in a statement that the officers are currently suspended with pay, but the chief has recommended that they be suspended without pay following these criminal charges. Now, all three women are scheduled to be in court Wednesday, June 14th for their first preliminary hearing. Kelly, do we know by any means <laughs> why these police officers did this? No, not yet. That information wasn't revealed by the prosecutors and police aren't talking about that yet at this point, but that's something we'll learn more in the probable, probable cause hearing when they present that information to the judge and then they just, he decides if they have enough um, to move forward, enough evidence to move forward, or they can decide to throw out the case. So we'll be learning more details then. So that's, that's the case right there. I've never in my life heard about a thing like that. Home invading another officer and just vandalizing, stealing stuff. That that sounds like it's personal. They even mentioned the word domestic, and I already know what's going on. From my point of view, I can already see what's happening. So, yeah, more like I said in my video, the moral of the story is this. Um, if you want to have a workplace romance, you better do it the right way, meaning don't have more than one, don't treat her wrong. And really, I would just say don't do it in 2023. It's too many problems that come as a result. You need to focus on getting money at your workplace rather than trying to do some extracurricular activities. Focus on getting your money. Don't try to do anything weird because now you didn't get home invaded. Uh, your career might be in jeopardy. It's not worth it. So please, young men, especially don't do stuff like this. But again, do I know for certain if that's the case, if that's what happened? No, I don't. I'm just putting some, some pieces of the puzzle together and I'm just coming to a conclusion about what I think is going on. And I think my assertion is probably going to be more accurate than inaccurate. But we're going to see as time progresses. I'm going to keep, a, I'm going to keep my eye on that case to see if there's any, any updates. I'm going to keep my eye on that case. And then here's something else. Um, I'm not sure about the quality of the police recruits, right? Some say, you know, you got to be diverse and all this and that. But, well, do you want to be a police officer right now do you, in, in Detroit? Do you want to be a police officer in Detroit? That's the question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who wants to go there and be a police officer? Who wants to be an officer at all right now, considering the climate of the country where a lot of times it depends on who your police chief is. They don't have your back. You, you go out there, you're trying to do things the right way. You're not getting any kind of support. You know, they throw you under the bus as soon as opportunity presents itself. It's all kind of things going on that would demoralize you as an officer that would uh, prevent you from joining the force. Guys are leaving the force in record numbers. So who are you going to get to come in there and be an officer? I mean, let's just be honest. It, it, this reminds me of the movie Cocaine Cowboys, if you've ever seen that. This is about the Miami drug trade in the 70s and 80s, if I'm not mistaken, the cocaine trade in Miami. They went from weed to the cocaine before crack, which is a whole different animal. So, I, And I digress. Um, they were talking about how um, when the, the wars over the drugs happened, when, when the Cubans came in and the boat lift and all that kind of stuff happened, when the drug wars happened, Miami became so violent and dangerous and there was so much money the police got corrupted. It, it was very difficult to hire any cops in the city. The, the drugs were everywhere. The money was everywhere. The, the, the standards upon which they would hire officers gradually declined over a period of like a year or two. First it was, you couldn't have ever used any drugs like ever. Then it became like 10 years. And then it got all the way down to the point where, Hey, 
if you're not high in the interview, come on in, we'll take you. And a reporter said that one entire class of Miami police officers went to jail or died. The whole class, everybody went to jail or died. Why? Because the city was so violent. It was so corrupt. Drugs everywhere. Money's everywhere. Who wants to be a cop in that environment that's not going to be corrupt, trying to get money, trying to scam, doing whatever they want to do? They might be a criminal themselves. My point is, it's, a, it's difficult to recruit officers during a time like this, okay? It's difficult. The same way it's difficult to recruit guys who want to join the military that are going to be not gangbangers and, th and things like that. You understand? You know, I, I see guys in the military uniform throwing up gang signs. It's like, well, what are we doing here? Are we uh, the, the, the Navy or are we Norteño? Like, what's going on? But I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Joe Smith says, Miami River Cops, Google, Google it. They were brutal. Hey, Google it. Look it up. If you've not seen that movie, please do so. Uh, Cocaine Cowboys. That was um, a good movie. Or well, a documentary, really. That's what it was. Uh, JK says, nowadays cops need only 1,200 hours of training. Barbers cutting hair need 2,000 hours of training. Something is off. Yeah, but barbers don't be doing that, though. Barbers, <laughs> barbers will sit right in the chair with no training, no formal training. That's a whole different story right there. That, that whole thing with the barbers is kind of a racket. It's kind of a racket a little bit because what they do with like uh, barber schools, you you be in there working, cutting hair as part of your training. Okay, that's that's kind of how they get you. But that's that's a much different story, and I digress. That might be kind of an old rule on the books where they can get barbers that go in there and cut hair for free or for cheap. Yeah, but anyway, I move right along. I got injured at a barber school back in the day. Like I I still got a knot in the back of my head right now. Okay, it's right there in the center of my, I could feel it right now. I got that nick in the back of my head when I was like four or five years old. I'll never forget it. I was literally about four or five years old. I'll, I'll be 39 in September. I'll be 40 next year. This happened like 35 years ago, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. Um, so I'm in the barber school. My mom took me. Shout out to mom if you're watching. And it's a barber school, so you get, you know, cheaper haircuts. And the guy's cutting me, but... His, um, the guard on his clipper came off or something and he just hit the back of my head like, mm. I'm in there screaming, ah, I don't know what he did, but that, that, that bump is still there. It was real big when I was a little kid, but obviously as I got older and bigger, the bump has gone down, but it's still there. I can still feel it right now. Yep. That five buck cut, you know what it is, white man. You know it, $5. Yep. Back in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties. Yep. Tore me up. Mom said never again. <laughs> never no more. So yeah, shout out to the barber schools though. Anyway. Let me see. Extra Ill says they've been throwing up gang signs when I was in the army in the 1980s. That's crazy. That is completely nuts. Totally nuts. Crazy, crazy. But uh, we got a whole lot going on here. Where are we going to go next? Shall we go to the Atlanta boot girls? I kind of want to get into that right now. That might be kind of a main event topic, but I want to get into that right now because the boot girl topic is a thing that people don't really understand unless you, unless you live in Atlanta or you go to Atlanta. I think it's a, it, it might just be a big city thing as well. 
Because I, I, I was reading the comments. People were like, you know, it's the same way in Philadelphia. They'll get you with the boots. Uh, other other cities across the nation, they'll get you with boots. But Atlanta, they're different. It's a predatory thing. It's private companies booting your car. Hold on. Before, before I even get into it, let's just play the clip of the boot girls. Now, if you guys don't know, these girls on TikTok went viral because they will come to wherever you are and take the boot off of your car. Now, if you guys don't know what a boot is, if you're not in America, if they don't do that where you, wherever you live, I'm going to show you guys what a boot is and why it's a menace. They can't, it, what, like, what, what they're doing is not illegal, Boomhauer. What they're doing is not illegal. It's not illegal to possess a boot key or to use it. It's only illegal if you destroy the boot, meaning you take a bolt cutter and cut it off, or if you steal it, like if you take it with you. If you have a key to the boot and you open it and leave it on the curb, they ain't going to lock you up. APD's talking about, oh, well, you might get locked up. They're, they're, they're bluffing because there's not a crime there. And there's nobody that's going to convict them for taking the boot. It's just not going to happen. Let me see if I can find this right quick. Hold on. Here it is. Here we are. So if you guys don't know, that is a boot. And obviously, if that's on your on your wheel and tire, you're not going to be able to drive because you need your tire to be totally smooth and round to go forward. Obviously, that won't happen. Uh, wait, what did Homer Simpson try to drive away with a boot? A lot of you guys are talking about Homer driving from New York City with the uh, um, with the boot. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that video right quick. Well, that's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, okay, this, this is a great video, matter of fact, because a lot of you guys think that when you get your car booted because you got a bunch of tickets, that's not how it works in Atlanta. You get booted immediately. No, no, no. See, Boomhauer, you, you, thank you for commenting because that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not how it works. It might work like that in some places, but in Atlanta, it's, it's private companies that are allowed by city ordinance to do this and what they'll do is they'll troll parking lots parking garages things like that and wait for you to come down from nashville unsuspecting trying to go to the georgia aquarium you go park your car in the fake parking lot with some fake parking attendants you pay some money to park all night hey okay let's park all night right here we pay 40 dollars you go to the aquarium you come outside the so-called parking attendants are gone and it's a boot on your car Okay, that's how they get you. That's that's the whole game because you don't know. And they and they prey on that. So let's watch this clip right here. The whole thing with it, tickets and all of that, that's not how it is in Atlanta. Uh-uh. You get booted immediately. You you get booted within two minutes of parking with no prior tickets, nothing like that. Instantly. And if you want it off, call the boot man, 75 bucks. Is it two o'clock in the morning? You in little five points? You in uh Summit Hill somewhere? Oh well, a do you have a gun on you? You're going to need it. Well, that's it. I'm getting out of this town alive if it kills me. <laughs> Wiping the tickets off was hilarious. <laughs> Sir, that's crazy. <laughs> and that, that probably wouldn't even happen like that. You, you probably couldn't even have your vehicle do that at all. 
<laughs> Shout out to Homer Simpson. Yeah, that's that's how you would be looking, trying to get out of out of town with a boot on your car. But anyway, let me find that clip right quick of the actual boot girls in action. They've gone viral on TikTok um, for removing the boots. All right, hold on. Do I have it right here? I, I need that right quick. Yeah, hold on. Let's go ahead and get to it. Tonight, two women. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Let's play this clip. Tonight, two women in Atlanta, they are fighting back against the private parking industry's practice of booting cars. They say it's predatory and they're going viral online for removing boots for drivers. Channel 2's Courtney Francisco is live and Courtney, they call themselves the boot girls. They sure do. And you'll notice all around Atlanta signs like this in parking lots that say your car will be booted. Well, the those signs, I'm, I'm telling you about them signs, them signs be so out of place when you park like they, they get it down to a science. It's a whole it's a whole game. They'll put those signs in the very obscure place so you can't see it. If you don't know to look for it, you're not going to see it. You'll just, you'll just park. OK, it's an open parking lot. Um, you matter of fact, I have another video that's going to kind of bring it on home for you. Boot girls provide an alternative. You can't do it. You it may be risky business. This is our property. But the boot girls are doing it. All day, every day. All day. That's how often they say they're getting calls from drivers who have boots on their wheels in private lots in Atlanta. Now that their videos on social media are starting to go viral. And it is expanded out of nowhere. The boot girls will swoop in and remove a boot from your car for a flat fee of $50. It's controversial because private parking lot companies own the boot. Now let's pause for a minute. Now, some kind of got offended at the price that they charge, 50 bucks, and some say they should do it for free. Well, if these girls are outside all day, all night doing the boot removal, how are they going to be able to make a living if they're doing that all day? They got to be able to eat some kind of way. And, of course, it is Atlanta where everybody's hustling, everybody is making money some kind of way, so it is what it is. But beyond that, it's 75 for the boot man, 50 for them, but it's 75 for the boot, net, the boot man per day. So if this is your Audi, with two boots on it in the parking lot for three days, that's $225 right there. You call the boot girls 50 bucks and you get money. That's, that's, that's the game. You see, that's the whole thing. They should just give you a ticket. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more, a little bit later. And put it on there. The city of Atlanta allows them to charge you up to 75 bucks a day. Every day. You hear that? 75 per day. The ticket is right there. You see that? The yellow thing right there on the windshield, that's a ticket right there. And it's like glued onto your car. All right. You got, you got to get some goo gun to get that off of your car. Hey, the boot is on your car. Predator. Predatory. Christian uh, Verrett is the one who started like selling the keys that unlock Atlanta boots in the first place about a year ago. It's holding someone hostage. You're holding somebody for ransom. $75 or you can't go anywhere. I'm not leaving my car in the middle of downtown. Well, they'll say, but you shouldn't have parked illegally. As opposed to, hey, a ticket. Put your ticket, walk away. You can just drive off with your ticket. And there's a video right now of a door dasher who parked for two seconds just to go grab an order. I mean, the guy's doing door dash. It's kind of a sad video. He was really emotional. All the time they get him like that. Door dash, Uber, all the time they get him like that. About He could not afford the seven. He just did not have it. This week, he says he sold nearly $50,000 worth of keys. That's more than 300 orders. 
Atlanta police say it's not illegal to own one, but using it to unlock a private oh. lot's boot could lead to charges like criminal trespass and theft of service. I believe the police are stretching with that one. The they are. girls said they're not sharing their identity anytime soon. We already have people that don't like us, so we'd rather just cover our identity anyway. Channel. Hey, sh shout out to you, backup. Is that Mahmou Adurauf, a.k.a. Chris Jackson? I saw you. I see you comment. Two's Courtney Francisco is back live. And Courtney, the boot key salesman says he's going a step further now. That's right. He started a change.org petition that tells city council to ban the boot, stop this ordinance that allows. Now, I have one more video for you guys because somebody says right there, why park illegally? Avoid the boot. See, that's, that's a great question. I'm going to show you another video that kind of is it, difficult to understand if you're not from the city, if you don't go to Atlanta, if, if you're not, if you don't, if you don't really see how things work, it's kind of hard to understand. It's difficult to understand. So I'll, I'll play another video for you guys to really um, bring that point home. If it's ever Let me see if I can. This is the right one. Yeah, here it is. So here's one more video for you guys. If it's ever happened to you, then you know how much of a nuisance one of these right here can be. It's happened to me, so I know. I'm not scared to admit. Now, one Georgia state senator is working to ban booting cars altogether, even going as far as making it a crime. Atlanta News first reporter Don Ch Now, he did have that, that legislation in the Georgia House, but ultimately it failed. I don't know why it failed. I don't know what else is in the package and in the, the bill that he proposed, but it ultimately failed in the Georgia House. But hopefully they are able to ban the boot in another kind of way. Maybe they reintroduce legislation. Maybe they do on a city-by-city city level. Maybe Atlanta has a better mayor, and they do something about it. I don't really know. Shipment is in Midtown, where booting is a common occurrence, Don. Yeah, good evening. So when I was given this assignment, I knew exactly where I wanted to go. I am in a parking lot in Midtown, directly across the street from the Lowe's Hotel. And when I walk by this parking lot, I always notice vehicles that are booted. I came here today at 11 o'clock and already four different vehicles were booted. See, certain spots in Atlanta, you would think you could park right there. Like, it's a parking lot across from a hotel, like right next to a hotel. You would think this is hotel parking, but it's not. And you try to find a sign that says if it's hotel parking or not, it's not very visible. This parking lot right here is very well known. This same parking lot was in the video of the guy that was um, that was uh, riding Uber. I mean, pardon me, that was doing DoorDash and got booted. It was the same parking lot. Certain spots in Atlanta, you know, if you're from there or if you get told about Atlanta, you know not to even mess with even if you do everything right, it's easy to get booted because they it's, it's, a, it's a racket. It's a scam, really, because it's private companies doing it. It's not the police. It's private companies that have the blessing of the city government to be able to do this. And then they do whatever they want to do to just make money off of the boots. But there is legislation moving through the Gold Dome that would make booting a vehicle illegal in the state of Georgia. And that is welcome news to a family I met today from Marietta came back at like 15 minutes later. It was supposed to be a quick trip into the city for the Ashuri family, but their plans were quickly curbed by this. The Ashuri's car was booted. A bright orange and yellow metal device clamped onto two of their vehicle's <laughs> tires. The Ashuri's son, Ryan, speaking on their behalf, says that their parents thought that they paid to park through the app, but for some reason, it didn't work. Now, let's pause right here. So, they... Thought they paid through the app to park, but it didn't work. Now, 
we have the same app here in Chattanooga, the Park Mobile. I use this app whenever I park downtown. Okay. And here's what here's what it happened before they continue. Here's what happened with the app. So you have a parking lot number and a parking space number sometimes. It's always a parking lot number, and there are sometimes a parking space number. So what you do when you get ready to park, you put in, you, you, you kind of do like a, a geolocate, so it kind of sees where you are. It might be a few of them right there. You expand it. You select the one that you're at, the actual parking lot, and then you put in your, your number of the space you're in. You pay your money on the app, and you're good, right? Now, one time I did this, as I always do, but I made a mistake. You see, I put in the wrong parking space number. I was off by like one digit. It was a typo, a legitimate typo. Now, when I came out from doing what I was doing, I didn't get a boot on my car in Chattanooga because we don't do that here, really. I got a ticket from a private company. Yes, I did get a ticket from. It was a private company for public parking that gave me a ticket. Now, what I did was, I went on their website and I disputed it. It's like, hey, it was a mistake. I paid for my parking, but I had the wrong space. I gave him the receipt that I got from the app, sent it to him in email, and then it was done. It was done. It wasn't no big deal. Rather than getting the boot on my car and I can't go nowhere. You see what I'm saying? A ticket makes more sense than the boot because I made a legitimate mistake. I paid for my parking. It was a mistake. They're not going to boot my car. But see, that's what happens in Atlanta. You make a mistake. You park for one moment. You're not really sure where you are. You put on the wrong number. You might be at a fake parking lot. There's fake parking lots too, where you go to a place. It'd be two attendants, three attendants talking about, hey, you could park right here. It's $45. You give them the $45 on whatever kind of app they got. You come out from doing whatever you're doing, going to the aquarium, going to the museum, going to eat somewhere, going to Lenox Mall. You come outside. Now you got two boots in your car and a ticket. That's how it works. So people say, oh, just part legally, ABO. It's not like that. It's not quite the way you're thinking. People don't understand the way things work. They don't understand it's a racket and it's a scam. And then they get booted. That's how it happens. It's to the point where, look, if I go to Atlanta and I know I'm going to be in some of these spots where you can get booted, I don't even drive. I'll park in a good hotel because some hotels, if you park in a hotel and it's kind of janky, that like you got kind of janky valet, they taking your car riding around. Look, I brought my truck to the city one time and parked valet. I got back in it, my seat all the way back to the back. I smell weed. It's like what in the world is happening? Atlanta's a mess. But anyway, I digress. The whole point is, it's a racket. Let me continue with this video right here. Talk to the guy. He was like, "Oh yeah, you you good to go?" So uh, we went in. We like picked ourselves up. We just uh, came back and there. The boot was just on our car. Kind of a shoot first and ask questions later business model. Right now in Georgia, a private parking enforcement company can boot your vehicle if the municipality that your car is parked in has an ordinance on the books that allows for it. In Atlanta, while there are restrictions, booting is perfectly legal. But State Senator Josh McLaurin is proposing... Oh, he, was, he was trying to ban the boot, but ultimately he failed. But the reason I showed you this video right here is because that family, they paid the park. They paid the park, but for some reason, the, the machine wasn't working and all this and that and the third, right? It, it's crazy. I think they booted a police car one time. They're out of control in Atlanta. It's a mess. So, yeah, shout out to the boot girls. Shout out to the guys selling the keys. I'm going to buy a key for myself because I never know when I might get booted because you could park somewhere perfectly fine, pay your money and everything, 
and then you still get booted. They they boot cars illegally. There's been lawsuits and everything. Like people don't understand the way things work sometimes in certain parts of the country. So that's why people kind of saw the video and were like, "Oh, how can you endorse criminal behavior? It's not it's not quite that way." I I endorse breaking up rackets. I endorse breaking up predatory practices. Okay, I, I'm not for the predatory practices. Just like the predatory lending, um, this this whole thing where they're trying to give money to everybody. To go back to the whole thing about the mortgages. Remember, I did the video about the mortgages, and they want to increase the well, not want to, they have increased the PMI insurance for people who have high credit scores to subsidize those who have low credit scores. If you have a low credit score, they want you to pay more in the fees to discourage you from really being able to get the loan or uh, the insurance, you're going to have a higher insurance on it because you have a higher chance of not being able to pay your mortgage. Ultimately you got low credit score. Your income's not really all of that. Your job history is not all that you have a higher chance of defaulting on your loan versus a guy who has a high credit score has a higher chance of not defaulting. Therefore you pay a lower amount in insurance where they raise your insurance. If you do well, financially, you have a good credit score and, and they lowered it for those who do poorly that at a certain point is called predatory lending because they know you have a higher risk, but they'll give it to you anyway. That's the whole 2008 crisis. That's how that happened. I'm not against giving the poor guy a little bit of help, but I am at the same time because I know that when you do things like this, it's not going to benefit the poor guy in the end. Overall, it might benefit some guys who have bad credit, but overall it's going to be detrimental to them and to the entire nation. But I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Um, some say, somebody says paying the park is criminal. I mean, I understand in Atlanta because it has so much urban sprawl. It is so much, they, they built so much and in the, in the, in the, it's, it's, it's big and it's just so much going on. The traffic sucks. Parking is limited, so I understand why you got to pay. I don't mind paying the park. That's fine. What I do mind is when I get booted after two minutes. Like, I had to get told by people, don't go here. Don't go there. If you go there, you will get booted. They know for booting people in this parking lot. I had to get told that. Try, try to go to somebody's house and visit and park in their garage. It won't be no signs anywhere near where you park. It would be a sign randomly by the front entrance. Like I saw one, I saw one garage, no BS. In one garage I went to, it was somebody's apartment. Uh, you go in, there's no signs. If you're driving forward, there's no signs, but you got to look behind you on the entrance. So, <laughs> all right. So if you're coming in a garage, right, you got the, the little opening, you're driving in, going up, get ready to park. Now on the wall of the opening, if you look behind you, there's a sign. Okay. But you're not going to see that because you're going forward. That's, that's how they do. That's Atlanta in a nutshell, but I digress. <laughs> I will digress. Oh yeah. The Atlanta airport is a whole different world. They, but I, I like the airport though. If you know what you're doing, how to get around, it's easy to get from point A to point B. It's real easy. Just go to the checkpoint, hop on the plane train, go to your concourse and you get money. You straight. It's not difficult to navigate. But it is a, it's a pretty big airport. If you know where you're going, know, if you know what you're doing, if you're going to be, if you're like new to the airport and you don't know 
North Terminal, South Terminal, you're going to be lost. You're going to be in there all day like a maze. But if you know, okay, South Terminal, I'm going to Delta, hop on the plane train. Yeah, go, go on a checkpoint, hop on the plane train, go to your concourse, you're good. Go to Chick-fil-A, wherever you want to do in the meantime, Ruby Tuesdays, and hop on your plane and you get, you get money. Definitely. Yeah, I like Hartsfield-Jackson. Um, I like my airport here in Chattanooga as well because it's small. I like the airport to be big and efficient or small and straight to it. Like when I go to Chattanooga Airport, I mean, the reason I don't go there too much, I normally fly from Atlanta because here in chat, if you fly from here, you got to go catch a small plane to Atlanta or to Charlotte, which is kind of dumb. I'd rather but just drive the 90 minutes to Atlanta, park right there at the airport or on a little shuttle and go to the airport that way and catch a direct flight rather than going from chat to Atlanta and then to wherever. It's kind of silly. If I can get a direct flight from chat, you pull right up. It's only four terminals. You pretty much, when you coming through TSA, you're right there. <laughs> you can leave a half hour before your flight and make it with plenty of time to spare. That's all. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. All right, but we got a whole lot going on here. Where are we going to go next? Where are we going to go? Let's talk about uh, D Snyder. Let's talk about my man D Snyder. Do you guys? Um, <laughs> so D Snyder is from Twisted Sister, the '80s hair band. If I'm not mistaken, we're not gonna take it. That's their song, right? Now he was scheduled to perform that song at Pride in San Francisco, and that's like their rally cry behind uh, being anti-transphobia, all this and that, and the third, right? That's their. That's their that's their better cry. We're not going to take it. All the the transphobia, homophobia, all the obics, obes, and this. We're not going to take it. <laughs> that's anyway. Um, so he was going to perform until a tweet came out that was so devastating. It was so dangerous. Um, there was a tweet from another rocker from the seventies, eighties, that era. Um, Paul Stanley from Kiss. All right, let's 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 check it out. Hold on. Let's check it out. Here's what Paul Stanley said. Paul Stanley said, there is a big difference between teaching acceptance and normalizing and even encouraging participation in a lifestyle that confuses young children into questioning their sexual orientation as though some sort of game and then parents in some cases allow it. Now, I won't read the entire thing, but that's a general gist. He's like, hey, Let's not have these kids go down the road of transgenderism because they don't understand what's going on. They're talking about pronouns and whatnot, and it's fun to them. I think it's fun. But then the reality of getting all kind of surgery and the drugs and the, the issues they're going to face when they get to be older, those things begin to set in. Okay, and what Decider said was, you know what? There was a time where I, quote, felt pretty, unquote, too. Glad my parents didn't jump to any rash conclusions. Well said, Paul Stanley Live. So that's all D. Snyder said. All that D. Snyder did was just retweet this and agree with it. So that was enough to get him removed from San Fran Pride. And it was funny because he um, put out a Facebook statement uh, speaking about D. Snyder. Of course he'd do that, right? Let me see if I can uh, find it. Hold on. Nah, not not Paul Stanley. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to see the um 
Well, D. Snyder. Yeah, let me see if I can find that right quick. So here, here we are, right here. Let's let's check it out. And the, and the statement you put on Facebook. Here is part of it. Let's get that on the screen. He says, "So my lifetime of supporting." the transgender community's right to identify as they want and honoring whatever changes they make and how they present themselves to the world isn't enough? No, it's not enough. No, it's not enough. It's not enough to just be an ally, to be a friend to them. It's not enough. You got to go above and beyond. In today's day and age, sir, you can't just say, well, you know what? I... Um, identify, I, I, I support you guys. I am an ally for you guys. It's not, it's never, it's never going to be enough. You got to support whatever they support 100% of the way or no way. And that's just that on that is nothing. There's nothing else to it really. And if you don't support them 100% of the way, then you are an enemy and that's just how it goes. And he found out the hard way. And you see that a lot nowadays with the with the left. And th this is why you get a lot of people that appear to be conservative but aren't really conservative. The left has gone so far to the left, so far out of the way, that things that uh things that they would normally never be aligned with, they gotta be aligned with. The whole thing with puberty blockers, hormone blockers, all that kind of stuff. That wasn't a thing five, ten years ago. That wasn't a thing, but here we are. So if you're a regular normie leftist and that's going on, and you're like, hey, you know what? I don't agree with that. I don't agree with putting little children on puberty blockers, hormone blockers. I don't agree with five-year-olds being transgender. I don't agree with the show they had with Jazz Jennings where this person was born a biological XY male and then, quote-unquote, became a female, quote-unquote. I don't agree with that. The left has just literally left you and you're just sitting right here. You've been right here. Like if the, if the window from left to right, if the, the if the line was right here, from left to right, right in the center. And then the line goes over here, but you're still like a little bit left of center. You are still in the same spot, but because the line shifted over this way, now you're on the right, but really you're not on the right. The left has gone so far left. It's like, you need, you need a new category for yourself. Sometimes these people that are conservative are not conservative. I see a lot of things that people that call themselves conservative do. I'm just like, no, that's not very conservative of you. But the line has shifted so much. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you to do? It's a whole big mess. It is a whole big crazy mess. All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Steph D says, I just got booted and my car is locked in the garage in Washington State. What the heck? Yeah, and you know what? What they'll do with the boots, go back to that right quick. What they'll do is, at a certain point, if you don't get your car and it just kind of stays there with the boot on it, they'll tow it. And if you can't get it out of tow, they'll, they'll sell it. So basically, they'll steal your car. Yeah, car theft and ATL, in a lot of these big cities is a real thing. You know, um, the old school of trying to... Um, get your car keys, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they can do that, but they don't really need to. They put, they put, they put a truck on the flatbed and drive it away. The, the Jap boys will do that. The private companies will do that. The police will do that. It's, it's crazy out here. So <laughs> going back to what I said earlier, certain parts of the country, I don't, even, I don't even drive. I don't even really bother with it. 
I'd get in an Uber and have that be that. Yeah, that's that's just pretty much what you got to do. But yeah, shout out to Paul Stanley. I mean, we're, we're going to see, not Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley and, uh, well, not Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley from Kiss recanted his statement and apologized. But shout out to D. Snyder. I mean, again, he had to learn the hard way about what it's like to be a true LGBTQ elemental P ally. That's just what it is. And I, I see what I see what you said there, JK, about Newsom operations. Anybody could have seen that coming with Gavin Newsom. I mean, who thought that was really going to happen? So people thought that Gavin Newsom would really uh say, let's spend eight hundred billion dollars reparations. It the whole thing of reparations was a non starter from the beginning. So California never had slavery. California was seen as a place where black folks escaped to to have a better life in the 1950s and 60s and 70s, maybe even the 80s, definitely the 80s. So why would black Californians get reparations? And it's never going to happen. You know, people talking about this whole thing, reparations all the time, and they say, we want this and all this and that. It's like that ship didn't been sailed. If there was ever going to be reparations, the time for that to be doled out and already passed you. It didn't already pass you. It's not going to happen because, and you know, the main reason why it won't happen is because first of all, it's not going to be financially feasible. You're talking about billions of dollars. It ain't going to happen. But beyond that, there's no incentive to pay reparations. It's not a thing that's going to make or break the vote for the democratic party. If the black vote goes 92% for Democrats all the time, regardless of what happens, it doesn't matter what they say. Joe Biden got on TV and said, Vote for me or you ain't black. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not far off. Vote for me or you ain't black. And people still voted for him. Overwhelmingly in the black community. That statement did not hurt him one bit. Did not hurt him one bit. So if he can go on TV and do something like that, that means that there's never a need to do anything to get the black vote from the Democrats. There's never a need to do anything. There's no need for any kind of outreach. There's no need for any kind of nothing. They can literally insult you on TV and you'll still vote for them. So that's less than nothing. They're not only not doing anything, they are insulting you. And you're still going to vote for them. So if that's going on, why would I pay reparations to you? For what? What's the purpose? Why would I spend a trillion dollars that I don't have on that? They let them go out there and do this uh this whole task force thing to have meetings about what they wanted. Can I get a dog and a pony? Can I get a million dollars each? Can I get lifetime health care and free education? All right, yeah, sure. Talk about it for months. But there was never any intention on following through. Gavin Newsom said, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> he said it outright. I mean, and then people are like, confused hold on so here it is right here newsom declines publicly support operations payments recommended by california task force can you play this right quick i've not seen this video let's play it right quick new this morning governor newsom appears to not be on board with the idea of paying money to address california's history with slavery well yesterday he told cnn reporters that a legacy like this is about more than cash on saturday the state's reparations task force approved a long list of proposals that would compensate and apologize to black californians 
for generations of discriminatory policies. It's up to lawmakers to determine what to do with those recommendations. Now, if it's approved, it could cost the state billions of dollars. So that was that was pretty much it. New this morning. It wasn't too much there. That was just a general bullet plate. But like I said, there was never any intention of following through. Let me see how much they were trying to ask for that year. Um, all kind of random stuff. Healthcare disparities, housing discrimination, mass incarceration, over-policing, just random stuff. The meetings were about feelings and about a wish list. That's all that it was. Uh, it was a task force. I'm not sure why the task force was created other than just to, to, to satiate people, to please them. It was never going to be any action. I knew that from the beginning. I said it from the beginning, and here I am. He has no reason to do that. It's not going to hurt him at all. You know, California really at this point is Mexico. It's majority Hispanic. It's Mexico. When I was in L.A., I was not impressed. It looked like Mexico. It's like, yo, if I wanted to go to some Mexican city, I'd just go there rather than coming to L.A. I, I'm not seeing no Hollywood, uh, you know, just dreams and whatnot coming true. I'm seeing the barrio. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Mexico. I mean, in America, that's what that's what's going on now. So there's no voting power for the black community in California at all. There's no incentive to. And even if there. Even if there is voting power, it doesn't matter if all your voting goes to one party, regardless of what they do or say. You can get insulted on TV and still vote for them. There's no there's no it had never happened because of that. And then it's it's it's, it's too late. It'll always be the same conversation year in, year out with nothing that ever happens. When you're talking about other groups, when you're talking about the, remember the whole anti-Asian hate? Remember that whole thing came out? They passed something immediately, right? For the, like, it, it, they didn't waste no time. As soon as it was mentioned, it was a bill passed right away. The border wall, wide open, right away. No new deportations, right away. Reparations, oh man, we gotta do a, we gotta, we gotta study this, man. We gotta just kind of figure out what's going on. I don't know, man. You know, that's kind of a, a recent phenomenon, 1865. That's kind of recently, man. I don't know, man. We gotta figure out what's going on. What don't you know about slavery now that you didn't know? What do you know new about slavery in 2023 that you didn't know back in 1865? What new thing did you discover in the past 150 years, 170-something years? What if, what if you discovered that's new now? Nothing. So what are we talking about? The whole thing was bogus from the beginning. Hey, it's cold-blooded, but it's, it's the truth. And then, you know, you, you vote for the Democratic Party, and they're, they're replacing the black. In California, blacks have been replaced already. It's, it's already, that's already, that's already happened. It's already done. It's finished. It's totally finished. You go to Skid Row, it's, it's all black. You know, and it's weird how things change. Like Compton, California, you hear that in rap songs, like this really bad place. But what it was at one point was these guys, like Dr. Dre and all these people, these guys were good kids playing football and everything else. Compton became what you hear about in rap songs because – uh, people that moved from other, from other parts of the country. At one point, Compton was all white. It was an all white suburb, basically. And then you had 
the black folks that came in from other parts of the country, bringing their bad cousins with them. A, a, a good example of the first prince of Bel Air. Okay, first prince of Bel Air, you have the 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 uncle, the aunt, and the good kids. Everybody's acting just perfect. And here come Will, the bad cousin, acting the fool. That's what that's what it happened. All this is one bad cousin to come in. Now you got Bloods and Crips. That's so Compton became it was all white, then it became all black. Now it's going more Hispanic because LA is Mexico. LA is to Mexico as Hong Kong is to China. It's the same, it's the same thing. It might be a little bit different as far as the kind of language they speak, but it's the same. It's the same. In my opinion, it's it's more international, you know, it's more glitzy and glamorous, but ultimately it's still China. LA, same thing. Prove me wrong. Compton is nice now. It's all warehouses and industrial. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Yeah, Compton, like I said, Compton, you moved to Compton from other parts of the country for a better life. You had, you know, like I said, Dr. Dre, he was a good kid playing football. Shook Knight, he was a football player. He wasn't no game banger. The, the game banging and stuff like that came from these guys like in the late 80s when Dr. Dre and Shook Knight and all these guys were around. Originally, they were like a hair band. Hold on. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find them. I'm, I'm going to show you these guys. Before uh, gangster rap came out, this was them. Hold on. I'm going to find... Um, uh, the world class wrecking crew, that that was um that was them. I gotta find them right quick. I think this was them. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is them right here. Hold on. And if you ever, if you if if you know about uh, Dr. Dre, all these guys, what they were doing at a certain point. Oh yeah. This was them. Look. <laughs> You see, you see Dre in the back on the left? That's Dr. Dre. I'm seeing sequins, sparkly jackets, jerry curls. Okay, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing gowns almost. I'm seeing things that you would have some random white lady put on in the in the thrift store. <laughs> All this city of Compton gangster. All right, but in the early 80s, you were wearing sequins and sparkly jackets. So what are we talking about here, sir? You came from a good family, mom and dad. Ice Cube, same way, mom and dad. Like, all that about these neighborhoods being so bad came about later when your bad cousins came in from down south acting the fool. <laughs> this was them in the early 80s. Dangly earrings, okay, pretty hair, sequin jackets, looking like cameo. Yep, that was them. <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. yeah. Oh, I'm gangster, gangster. I can't tell. Your your sequent jacket is not very gangster, sir. Yeah. So all this stuff. I said I said that to say this. Times change. California is is changed a lot since back in the day. It's gone through many incarnations. I think now it's like Mexico, for real. When last time I was there, that's a, that, that was a vibe I got. I feel like I was in some random city. Now, if you're up in the hills in California, L.A., oh, it's beautiful. You're in a whole new world at that point, like, like you're up in the clouds. 
It's like uh, some of these uh, video games where they got the lower levels. It's like all trash. And then up in the sky, you got like beautiful places. I, I, it's literally, they literally have ivory towers in California, in LA specifically. After Dre said it was a G thing, but on his old album covers, it was a she thing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. From Easy E, yeah, he did expose that. But Easy was the same way, though. I mean, all these guys were like that. Anyway, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. But we got a whole lot going on here. Where do I, where do I want to go? Uh, can I talk about, uh, oh, the Trump lawsuit. Speaking about Trump, because I know he was on. I didn't know he was going to be on until you guys told me during the stream. I had no idea. Um, I just be so focused on what I got to focus on. Sometimes I just don't see everything. But um, so Trump had to pay. And I may put, I might, I may play some clips from that particular uh, live stream. Y'all let me know if there was anything that needs to be uh, highlighted from that. But um, so Trump got sued by E. Jean Carroll. And he was found liable for two of three things that he may have been sued for. One was R.A.P.E. He was not found liable for that. And I got to say one thing. You got a lot of people, a lot of politicians and people on the news media, they're saying completely wrong things about what happened. Mitt Romney, I heard him say that Trump got found guilty of sexual assault. No, he didn't. He didn't get found guilty of anything because you're speaking about a civil case. Ain't no guilty. There's no guilt or innocence because you're not going to jail. It's not, it's not a crime he committed. It's a civil thing. Do you get found guilty in a civil case? If somebody sues me and then I lose, did I get found guilty? Did I get convicted? Did I get, do I have a criminal record? A criminal record is not the same thing as being found liable for having to pay some money. If I get found guilty of a thing, there should be some kind of criminal penalty associated with it, whether it be a suspended sentence, jail time, prison time, um, something. It's got to be a sentence with it rather than just paying some money. If that's wrong, let me know in the comments below. But here's what your man Mitt Romney said about the situation. Uh, guilty of uh, sexual assault. Hold on, it's kind of low. Let me see if I can just boost it up a little bit. Uh, guilty of uh, sexual assault and uh, awarded $5 million to the person who was damaged. I, I hope the, uh, the jury of the American people uh, reach the same conclusion about Donald Trump. He just is not suited to be president of the United States. And, uh, so you heard what he said, Mitt. First of all, you look like you're about you look like you're about to be um, joining Diane Feinstein here pretty soon. I mean, what's going on with you, sir? Are you okay? <laughs> are Are you okay? Like, what's going on with you, boss? All right, looking like uh, John Kerry right now and Diane Feinstein put together. You look haggard at best. But anyway, I digress. He says that Trump was found guilty of sexual assault. No, he wasn't. First of all, the RAPE charge or the 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 complaint the in the lawsuit was dismissed. And there was never a charge because he was never going to be in any kind of criminal danger. There was never a criminal charge against him to be found guilty or innocent of. 
he was found liable for defamation for a true social post and then sexual abuse. Now, I don't know how you found guilty, how you found liable of sexual abuse, but not found liable of the RAPE. Isn't that the same thing? Isn't that in the same category, the same ballpark? I don't understand how that makes any sense. It kind of, it's kind of confusing to me. If they say that you didn't assault her, but then you still get found liable for sexual abuse, what are we talking about then? I don't really understand. It's, it's totally weird. It's totally weird. So it is what it is. Yeah, Mitt Romney looks he, he looks haggard at best. Haggard at best. All right. He looks weary, Michael Critchlow. That's correct. He does he he does look weary. Now, Trump responded on Truth Social, and there's also a video of him responding, say, I have no idea who this woman is. I have no idea who she is. He says he doesn't even know her. He, he doesn't even know her. That that's what he said. And if you guys have any highlights from the CNN uh, appearance of Trump, y'all let me know. I'll play that here as well. Let me see if I can find Trump talking about he doesn't know E. Jean Carroll. And then I'll keep on here. Here we go. So here's your man Trump saying, look, I don't even know this lady. I don't even know who she is. Let's let's check it out right quick. Okay. Matter of fact, I need some sound. That might help. Let's keep on going. I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. Absolutely a shame. So, so that's that. <laughs> he said, look, I don't even know who this is. It's the greatest witch hunt of all time. Short and sweet and straight to the point. <laughs> so I'm not sure. He, he'll probably appeal, of course. He'll appeal. Uh, and if you guys, if I didn't say it, he has, he's got to pay $5 million because he's found liable of sexual abuse and defamation in the Eugene Carroll case. And the thing about defamation, I think that was like $2 million right there just for that alone. And they said that he posted on True Social that she was a fraud, all this and that, and the third. And since they, they what they ruled is that he knew that what he was saying was untrue, so therefore it defamed her, and she is now entitled to compensation. And there was never even a dollar amount asked for by the lawyer of E. Jean Carroll. The jury came up with the money, if I'm not mistaken. They came up with a dollar amount. It's like, yeah, $2 million, $5 million. All this ridiculous court action is just crazy. It's just totally crazy. It's totally nuts. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. I got some clips from the town hall. Like I said, I had no idea the town hall was even knowing until you guys told me just now. Because I'd be so focused on everything, I just don't know what's happening. I'll play some clips from the town hall right now. Cause shout out to Benny Johnson. I'm going to just go through Benny Johnson and um, just play some of these right quick. And that will work out well for me. So, so there was a town hall on CNN, right? And Caitlin Collins was the host. Now, remember, Caitlin Collins was one of Don Lemon's two co-hosts. It was her and Poppy Harlow. They were the two co-hosts. And I think Caitlin Collins is the person that said that Don Lemon that screamed on her or whatever. Either it was her or the other lady. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find that right quick. Uh, what's her name? Caitlin Collins, Don, Donna Lemon. Okay, let me see. 
Uh oh, here goes something. So CNN to offer Don Lemon's former co-host Caitlin Collins primetime slot. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. So he did scream at Caitlin Collins. That's what they said. So they say Don Lemon screamed on Caitlin Collins, made her start crying. They fired Don Lemon, and then they're going to give his former primetime slot to her. Can't make it up if you try it. Oh, you guys are racist at Fox News. <laughs> Let's see what he said right here about Caitlin Collins. Have I think is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah. What's you the mind? answer? Can do you mind? I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to. You're a nasty person. I'll tell you. <laughs> the, the hand movements. I, I love them. Shout, shout out to Trump for that. Okay, here's something else. Or race. If you are the Republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race, will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election? Yeah, if I think it's an honest election, absolutely, I would. Will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome? The woman answered again. If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now, we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican. And you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening. But no commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the outcome. He answered the question. You're badgering. Are, is she a lawyer? Like, is that, is that her background as a lawyer? Badgering the witness. Objection. If it's an honest election, correct. But, I will. Okay, so not committing to accepting the 2024 election results. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I answered the question. You, you're trying to put words in my mouth. Like, I'm not going to remove, I'm not going to remove my qualification to fit into what you want me to say. I'm going to say, yeah, if it's honest, it is what it is. All right. And then here's something else. Welcome back to CNN's Republican presidential town hall with former President Trump. President Trump, you, we have a lot more voters questions I should note in here in New Hampshire to get to. But I also want to talk about some of the other investigations that you're facing. We talked about others at the top, but one of those is the special counsel's investigation into classified documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. Why did you take those documents with you when you left the White House? I had every right to under the Presidential Records Act. You have the Presidential Records Act. I was there and I took what I took and it gets declassified. Uh, Biden, on the other hand, he has 1,850 boxes. He had boxes sent to Chinatown, Chinatown, where they don't speak even English in that Chinatown we're talking about. Can I, I, I got to stop you right there. Nobody talks about because... him. They talk about uh, him. Uh, you, you want to hear that? You, uh, I'll stop you right there talking about Joe Biden and his boxes. We don't want to go there. You know, it, CNN, Trump was great to go on CNN, but we all know how CNN is. Like, we're not even surprised. You guys are not surprised at how they're treating him right now, are you? I don't think so. Just so you understand, I had every right to do it. I didn't make a secret of it. You know, the boxes were stationed outside of the White House. People were taking pictures of the GSA and the various I people. I got to stop you right there, though, because moving. the Presidential Records Act, which is not well known to a lot of people, I read it. It, it does not say that you can take documents with you. It says actually that they it are the property you, of the federal government. It says you talk, you negotiate, you, you make a deal. It's not criminal, by the it way. Does not, not, it's, it does the not Presidential Records negotiate. Act is not criminal. Yeah, so that's that. So Caitlin Collins was a president before, I suppose, and she knows the law better than a, a former president sitting right here. The disrespect is crazy. Let's keep on going. Uh, so Trump, when then when let me just read this right here. Trump, when asked on if he wants Ukraine and Russia to win the war, quote, "I want everyone to stop dying, Russians and Ukrainians, and I'll have that done in twenty four hours." You but said one you of the don't think you in have terms to do is you have losing. to get the, you have Mr. to President, get Europe. Can I just follow up on that because that's a really important no, excuse statement me, let me that just you just made up. there. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? 
I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying, Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. But you but won't say. The, the real answer that she wanted was that. But what she wants to hear is him say that Russia's bad. That's the ultimate thing. Rather than asking who you want to see win, it's are you a, a Russian asset? That was the question that she really wanted to ask. But what he said was right. It's like, look, I want everybody to stop dying on both sides, which is the humanitarian thing to say. Why would you want to see Russians die or Ukrainians die? Let's stop the war completely. This is a big part of the reason why I voted for Trump the first time and the second time is because he is against the foreign wars. And that's, you know, something that's close to my heart and a lot of you guys as well. That was the right answer. But, you know, you got your, you got your warmongers at CNN that want to see Russia get annihilated. So let's, let's see your follow-up question or her follow-up statement. Say that you want Ukraine to win. You, you know what I'll you say? Were, I'll say this. I want Europe to put up more money because they're in for $20 billion, We're in for 170 and they should an be, and they should, should equalize. The they have plenty of money. They should equalize. I got with NATO, but when I sat down, Ukraine I got them right to now, put up Mr. hundreds President. of billions of dollars that they weren't paying under Obama and Bush and all of these other presidents. That's why they're, they're able to help them fight the war because of the money I got. But, but I let's want talk Europe. About what's to, happening in Ukraine, excuse me, Mr. I want President. Europe to put up more money because they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of jerks. We're spending 170 billion dollars for faraway land, and they're right next door to that land, and they're in for 20. I don't think so. Very, very good question. Don't fall into this whole thing about oh, you got to support Ukraine. That's what you want it? Yeah, go Ukraine. F Russia. Like, first of all, why is it even our business to be over there trying to fight them and trying to? No, no, no. We're not going to just keep spending money. What, what we're doing right now is spending money to have Ukrainians die so they can fight Russia for us. But why? What's the purpose? Like, if they could just be transparent and let us know why they're doing that, then I will respect, I will respect them more. I'm still not going to agree with it, but I will still I will respect them rather than just sitting here talking about, oh, it's about Ukraine and we love Vladimir Zelensky. No, no, no. Tell me the real reason why you want to have this whole thing going on. Be honest. How about that? Hi, thank you so much for coming to New Hampshire thank to you. answer our questions. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past two years, we have seen the prices for everything skyrocket. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. We were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. And nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to $1.87. Actually, it fell lower than that in some cases. We had to save the oil companies the, the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We were energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together times two. We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, any other nation. And these stupid fools ended it. And energy went from $1.87 and even lower for gasoline, for a car, 
They went from $1.87 to $5.678 and even $9. Yep. And your electricity bills went through the roof. Your heating bills went through the roof. And that's what started inflation. And it hasn't stopped because people are paying now for bacon and for eggs and for the two and three times what it was just a little while ago. We created the greatest economy in history. A big part of that economy was I get, got you the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country, bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any... And, and also, Caitlin, also, as you know, we got the biggest regulation and regulatory cuts. We, this place was rocking, and then we were given a gift from China, and China paid a big price. And let me tell you something. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars in taxes from China, but prior to COVID coming in, and then I rebuilt the economy again a second time. But we had prior to COVID coming in as, as from China, from Wuhan, which I said it came from Wuhan. Everybody said, oh, you're wrong about that. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. It came from Wuhan. I said it right from day one. So you did say that. Remember that it comes from China. Remember that? Oh, you're racist. Calling it China virus. Oh, you're racist. He was right on point. We had the greatest economy in the world. Here's the story. Uh, they made energy so high and energy is all invasive it is massive as an industry and as a cost it lifted everything if Mr. you President, made, don- if you made donuts if you made no matter what you did and but- we had inflation the likes of which i guess we haven't had they said for 52 years but i think more than that we had no inflation we had the lowest energy prices we've had in decades this country was rocking and rolling and by the way we had the most secure border in the history of our Mr. country President, very, very well said, Trump. Let's keep on going here. Uh, oh, this this is an older video, and it says Trump destroys Caitlyn Collins at White House press conference. Let's see this older video. This is not something that is more recent. So can I ask you a question? What do you have? Go ahead. No, that's enough. Go ahead. Can I ask? But that wasn't my question. The problem is, you don't write the truth. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I want to go. I want to go to the next. Can I ask you a question about? No, not CNN, please. Go ahead. The White House is not funded. I told you, CNN is fake news. Don't talk to me. Go ahead, please. But he says he was retaliated against, and that's why he was removed from his job. Do you have a response to that? Okay. Next question. Yeah, totally ignoring it. Yeah, yeah. So it might be a little bit of payback, huh? It might. It might be a tad bit of payback. Or just them just doing their, you know, what, what they do. Let's, let's continue here. There's a few more clips from the, the town hall. If I miss anything, y'all please let me know in the comments. I might be able to find a particular piece of the actual town hall that you might want me to see. Three hours, over 140 officers were injured that day. And a person named Ashley Babbitt was killed. Yes. You know what? She was killed, and she shouldn't have been killed. And that thug that killed her, there Uh-oh. was no reason to shoot her at blank range cold blank range they shot her and she was a good person she was a patriot One there was no was reason there. To, there was no reason and he went on television to brag about the fact that he killed her that the officer was not bragging about the fact that he oh, killed he her but bragging. one person who was at the another wow yeah cnn they they, tell you, they, they they do their job for sure okay let's let's talk let's let's see this here mr president one of the people who was convicted was a former policeman, but he was convicted of attacking a police officer, I should note. But when you said you are considering pardoning a large portion of those charged with crimes on January 6th, does that include the four Proud Boys members who were charged and convicted of seditious conspiracy? I don't know. I'd have to look at their case, but I will say in Washington, D.C., you cannot get a fair trial. You cannot. Just like in New York City, you can't get a fair trial. Either. <laughs> 
Mr. President, one of the... Now, here's something else, though. Um, here's something else. People are criticizing Trump on the right because they say he doesn't do enough for the January Sixers. Like, he didn't raise any money or whatever. That's what, that's what they say. I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying that's what uh, a common theme that I hear is. Y'all let me know what you think about that. Is he doing enough for the J6ers? Back to what happened on that day. He you said did you not weren't, say that. You, he has testified that, Mr. He President. He did not say that. But you said you weren't very involved that day. You did tell your supporters to come to Washington. You tweeted about it, about That's that true, speech that happened on the rally. Am I so allowed when to they, say that? When they went to the Capitol and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers, why did, you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> so, so if you look at on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before, and this was in the form of Twitter. Now use truth. You said be peaceful. Before the whole event happened, be peaceful. So that was his initial thing before before January 6th, January 5th, be peaceful, support the police. Truth social, I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's on truth. I hope everybody's on truth. Uh, if you look January 6th, just at two, before 2.30, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after, as it was happening. But what happened is... They took it down. I don't know why. I think they took it down because it was so good. They didn't like it being up there. I am asking, this is, and we didn't know until I got it back, because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back, but I'm on truth, and I'm staying on truth. Listen, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation. We want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. That was at 2.30. That was very early. Mr. President, I looked at the same timeline that you did. Once no, I know, but clear, you didn't report that. You know why? Because it was We did report down. it. I, I was reporting that It was that taken thing. down and it wasn't. But when it was down. clear. So, I mean, like, what are we talking about? He said what had to be said right on time. I'm going to have a few more clips here, and then I keep on rocking and rolling. Okay. Let me see. Uh, there, there's a good one right here. I got, I got a few more of these. Hold on. Matter of fact, let me just do like a quick reset. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. Okay, probably just a couple more, actually. So here is the entrance. Please welcome the frontrunner for the Republican nomination, former President Donald Trump. The crowd, they, they, they loving it. Now, here is him roasting Biden. Video. I didn't have a script. I don't need scripts like a certain person that's well, in there right time, now. The, the video. It, it came out much later after they had already right attacked there. the Capitol. It was a great video. And it was a beautiful video. And So you're probably talking about um, the whole J6 thing. Because the, the question at the bottom says, why did it take you three hours to tell your supporters to go home? 
you know, it, it, it's talking about a video that was put out, but he had been saying be peaceful, all this and that, and the third throughout the entire situation than before. You know, the, the whole thing from CNN, from what I was able to see right there, was, you know, kind of a, a hatchet job, really. Just trying to make him look bad. Of course, but that's, all, that's what they always do. That's what they always do all the time. All right, let me see if I can. Um, oh, there's there's more. We got, we got your man, Benny. Oh, okay, wait a minute. So, apparently, Jake Tapper started crying. Or he was just really upset. He was triggered. He was butthurt. Let's let's check it out. Oh, from Washington, and it was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's first lie was told just seconds into the night with his false familiar claim that the 2020 election was, quote, a rigged election. And the falsehoods kept coming fast and furious about the January 6th insurrection, about the threat to Vice President Pence, about Pence's ability to overturn the election, about COVID, about the economy and more. He called a black law enforcement officer a thug. He said people here in Washington, D.C. at Chinatown don't speak English. Oh, from Washington. <laughs> trigger, trigger, trigger. Okay, is there more? Thanks, everyone. We're looking there at CNN from College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Tonight's CNN Town Hall, moderated by Caitlin Collins. The first of the 2024 presidential campaign is now in the books. Good evening from New York. Oh, from Washington. And it was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's first lie was told... Just seconds into the night okay, with his that, false familiar. That, that was some more of that. Let's, let's go ahead a little bit. Don't speak English. He attacked Caitlin as a nasty woman because she was trying to get him to answer a question. Perhaps most chillingly, the day after a nine-person jury of his peers in New York found him liable for sexual battery and defamation and ordered him to be. Battery? Is that what they said? See what I'm saying? See what I'm talking about? Battery? I thought they said sexual abuse, not battery. That's different, ain't it? Battery seems like something, a whole different thing. They'll just say anything. Just like your man Mitt Romney said, he got found guilty of sexual assault. No, he didn't. They'll say anything, but that's what they do. They'll, they'll, take, they'll take any little thing and blow it up out of proportion. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. They'll just add a little thing on it. They'll mistakenly use the wrong word, but they know full well what they say because they say the same things all the time, and they're very crafty with language. They're very crafty. They know what to say, when to say it. They are journalists. They talk on TV for a living. That's what they do. They, they don't make mistakes when they say things. They use their language very carefully. Pay writer E. Jean Carroll $5 million. He made fun of her account of her sexual assault. And many in the Assault? Battery? What? Excuse me? I thought it was abuse, not sexual assault or battery. That's a, that's a criminal charge, ain't it? Did he get charged with anything criminal? No, he didn't. So what are we talking about here? Uh, what was this? Uh, Jake Tapper? audience laughed the and applauded the former president making his first appearance tonight on this network since the 2016 election he spoke with and took questions from new hampshire republican and undeclared voters who plan to take part in the gop primary and it took place just a day after as uh, jake referenced manhattan federal jury found him liable of sexually abusing and defaming writer e Jean carroll well at least you said it right liable sexual abuse and defaming that is the correct thing this man said battery assault I mean, he might, as well, he might as well just said the R-A-P-E. He might as well just said that and just been totally wrong. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's that's what the that's what the fake news media does. They'll they'll do that all the time. And see, people talking about, you know, uh CNN sucks. It's this reason why we say CNN sucks. It's a it's a reason why we say that because they do things like this. That's the reason why we say CNN sucks. It's crazy, but whatever.
If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Right. It was a civil case, not a criminal case. A civil case, all that happens is you get found liable. You might got to pay some money. And that's pretty much the end of that. It's not this whole big, it's not, not this thing where you go to the penitentiary or you're getting brought up on criminal charges. That's not how the whole thing goes at all. Not in the least bit. All right. I think I'm going to clip that piece right there. I just did as a separate video tomorrow. So you guys check that out to get like a little bit of a, a recap on the old uh, town hall situation. All right. So let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Let's talk about your man um, speaking about uh, mainstream media being terrible, being trash, being garbage. Let's talk about your man um, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, who will now be exclusively on Twitter as far as his new show. So you guys know about Tucker Carlson. He had a show on Fox for six and a half years. And that show is gone now for various reasons. And matter of fact, hold on. I didn't show... um, I didn't show something from Axios because I, I mentioned briefly that Tucker Carlson's lawyers is kind of getting involved with Fox and whatnot. So um, I have the video from Tucker. I'm going to play that in a moment. But first, let's look at what his lawyers are talking about because they're saying, hey, we got breach of contract. We got all kind of other stuff going on that we might need to address here, boss. So um, let's get into the lawyer action and then we're going to get into more. So check it out. Tucker Carlson accuses Fox of fraud and contract breach. All right. So now we get into, into, into heavy stuff. Now, here, here's my question. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Some say it's because of the whole, the whole Dominion thing. I, I don't think the Dominion thing is the reason why Tucker's right here right now facing this problem. I don't think that's what's going on. I think it's because of what I said in my video about Tucker when I said Rupert Murdoch and his ex-wife or ex-fiance, pardon me, are involved. You see, Rupert Murdoch's ex-fiance liked Tucker. She liked the fact that he's an evangelical type person talking about God and religion and whatnot. She liked that. She's the same way. Rupert Murdoch, lizard person, doesn't like it too much. Okay? So after he witnessed his former fiance and Tucker talking about religion and whatnot, and he heard her praise him as some kind of messenger sent by God. He calls off the wedding. And then a month later, he fires Tucker because of the same issue. He saw him at the Heritage Foundation speaking, and it was a speech laden with religious stuff. He gets triggered, thinking about the ex-fiance. Now, mind you, Rupert Murdoch is in his 90s, like 92 years old. A, a, a super, he's older than Diane Feinstein pretty much. And Diane Feinstein got both feet in the grave at this point. She get she has how many hours does she have left? Okay, tick, tick, tick. How much time she got? What's going on? Anyway, I digress. I don't I don't mean to be morbid or rude, but anyway. Um, he's mad at the ex-fiance and him and fires him. So now we have going what's going on here, allegedly. Let's get into a little bit of this article. Not too much. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, so now hold on the aggressive letter from his lawyers to Fox positions Carlson to argue 
that the non-compete provision in his contract is no longer valid, freeing him to launch his own competing show or media enterprise. So if there was a non-compete, which you guys, if, if you guys know what that is, but you, you guys are smart, you know what that is. A non-compete would be you can't go somewhere else and start a show like you had on Fox for a certain period of time. We built you up. We made you who you are. So you can't just go say, all right, I'm going to leave Fox and then do the same show I did on Fox somewhere else because that'll hurt us. But if you have a, a contract violation, you breach the contract, I'm going to do my same show I did on Fox somewhere else, anywhere I'm going to do it. And that's what's going on right now. All right. So let's see. The Twitter move would seem to technically violate Carlson's contract with Fox, but his lawyer's letter effectively holds that Fox breached the contract first. Sources told Axios that Carlson's lawyer sent their letter before he took to Twitter to announce his new show. All right. Now you see a little bit of, you know, inside baseball, right? Now you see what's going on here. There was something that happened between Tucker and Fox. I don't think it was the whole thing about Dominion. Because the whole network was in on that. It wasn't Tucker himself. Tucker can only do really what is approved of by the network. It wasn't him going rogue and causing them a bunch of money. No, no, no. Even if it was, why would you cut ties with the guy that can make the money back? You see what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. You're going to lose money. Like you lost money from the lawsuit. You cut Tucker and you're going to lose more money. What's the purpose? What's the reason? All right, let's see. Catch up quick. Axios reported Sunday that Carlson, frustrated by being held to his contract, is preparing to unleash allies to pressure the network into letting him work for or start a right-wing rival. Carlson's contract runs until January 2025, and Fox wants to keep paying him, which would prevent him from starting a competing show. Carlson already has gotten eye-popping offers from several right-wing outlets and has talked to Elon Musk about working together. So what's happening is like what they do sometimes in, in sports, basketball especially. They won't give you any playing time on the basketball court, but they still keep paying you money, so you can't go anywhere else. You're still on the contract. You're not a free agent. They're just kind of hindering your career. So he can't really do anything until January 2025, according to the contract, but if Fox broke the contract, then ain't no more contract. I can do whatever I want and no more not compete. I can go out here and start a brand new show. That was the clone of my former show. I could do it anywhere. I could do it on Twitter. I could do it on YouTube. I could do it on my, on my cell phone, on my own social. Media. He, could, he could do it on his own website. Deadly caller that belongs to him. Deadly caller is his website. You could do it anywhere. Right? So anyway, the details, a letter from Carlson's lawyer, ben Brian Friedman, to Fox officials, Viet Dean and Arena Briganti said Fox employees, including Rupert Murdoch himself, broke promises, including Rupert Murdoch himself. Didn't I tell y'all? I Watch. When it all comes out, you'll know that I was right in that video about Rupert Murdoch and the ex-fiance. Rupert Murdoch himself broke promises to Carlson intentionally and with reckless disregard for the truth. All right. So this, this is a problem. I think Tucker will be just fine. They broke the contract probably most likely. Um, hold on. Here's something else. The letter also alleges Fox broke promises not to settle with Dominion's voting systems 
in a way which could indicate wrongdoing on the part of Carlson and not to take any actions in a settlement that would harm Carlson's reputation. Carlson was told by a member of the Fox board that he was taken off the air as part of the Dominion settlement. Two sources briefed on a conversation told Axios. According to a source familiar with Carlson's position, his lawyers believe that the misrepresentations alleged by Carlson amount to a breach of contract because they needed they created additional terms of Carlson's employment that were then broken by that company. Huh? Hold on. One more time. Let's read that. According to a source familiar with Carlson's position, his lawyers believe that the misrepresentation alleged by Carlson amount to a breach of contract because it created additional terms of Carlson's employment that were then broken by the company. Okay. These actions not only breached the covenant of good faith and fair dealing in the agreement, but give rise to claims of breach of contract and intentional and negligent misrepresentation. Wow. We got a lot going on there. So they are trying to say that it was a dominion thing, but guess what? I think it was Rupert getting triggered and using the whole dominion thing as a shield. Oh, it's not really about anything personal, Tucker. It's about Dominion because you said a few things on there that weren't really true. We pay all this money, and it's kind of your fault, man. I know you're a big earner for us, but it's kind of your fault, man. We got to let you go. No, 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 no. Regardless of what's going on, Tucker is free. Well, he might be free. He should be free. And he'll do his own show on Twitter. Now, people are saying that Elon Musk was behind it. Elon says on his platform, unlike the one-way street of broadcasts, people are able to interact, critique, and refute whatever is said. And, of course, anything misleading will get at community notes. So on Twitter, what happens with community notes, if you say something on Twitter that's like, uh, like it's like, like a fact-check system, but the fact-checking is not like the corporate paid fact-checking that happens on Facebook and stuff like that, where they pay a third party to come in and fact check, which ain't nothing but just trying to assign their own liberal bias to it. It's not like that. Community notes, it's a, it's, there's no paid thing going on. It's literally the community adding notes. So there's no financial incentive to go in there and lie, essentially, right? It's like the old school Snopes and versus Snopes now. When the money get involved, you start to say things that aren't true because you're trying to get paid. Anyway, Elon says, I also want to be clear that we have not signed a deal of any kind whatsoever. Tucker is subject to the same rules and rewards of all content creators. Rewards mean subscriptions and advertising revenue share coming soon, which is a function of how many people subscribe and the advertising views associated with the content. I hope that many others, particularly from the left, and also choose to be content creators on the platform. So they're, they're trying to make Twitter be some kind of right wing place where you can only go if you are a conservative person. But Elon wants everybody to be there. And that's the way it should be. That's the way YouTube is. I'm here all the way to a guy like Sam Cedar, whoever these guys are on the left. They're all here. And that's fine. If you like them, watch them. If you like me, watch me. That's the way it should be on all platforms. Have all voices heard. I want to hear the far left nut jobs. The same way I want to hear from the right-wing patriots. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. 
But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie. That is correct. You know what? I got to go right quick and get some more water. I'm going to let this play. I'm going to come right back. I'm going to try to make it. I got about two minutes, 30 seconds. I'm going to try to make it before the video is over with. So I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm just going to get some more water because I am dying of thirst. I cut my grass before I did this. I don't know why I did that. Now I'm thirsty. I'll be right back. A lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. Look at The it. best you can hope I got plenty of time. for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. Well, there you have it. So very well said. If we can get something like that, that level of honesty and transparency on his new show on Twitter, hey, I'm, I'm going to tune in. If you don't have Twitter, go ahead and sign up. You might as well. And while you're there, follow me on Twitter at Anthony B. Logan, Instagram, Anthony B. Logan, Facebook. Just, just You can find me everywhere. Just go to my website, anthonyblogan.com. Follow me everywhere. And I'll be watching Tucker's show right along with you. All righty. We got Super Chats on deck. I'm going to get to those right quick. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out. Tremendously. All righty. Shout out to... BH for a few super chats here. I'm going to read all of these that you put up for me, BH. BH says, ABO, you are right. My brother works for a construction company. I already read this one. 
He says that uh, he oversees men twice his age because he went to college. He is white. They are Hispanic. And empty beer bottles are always found on the developments. Also, we're really going to ignore the last name Compton. And around five years ago, my father told me my brother. Uh, okay, around five years ago, my father told me and my brother, he would rather see us be trash workers because of the protests. <laughs> wow. But rather than police officers. Uh, thank you to BH who says, I'm in Central Texas and Austin. They don't do near the dirty they do in Atlanta. Yeah, I, yeah, Atlanta's whole, Atlanta's not even, it's not a real place. I, I like I like Atlanta, though. I like going to the city, but I also like not living there. I like living about an hour and a half away. Like, I, w- I would move to Georgia, but not in the city of Atlanta. No, no, no. I live, like, Kennesaw, Marietta, or I go, like, Alpharetta or way up to, like, the lake. I wouldn't live, like, I go, like, Dahlonega, somewhere far like that. I wouldn't live in the city of Atlanta. No, no, no. But I would live somewhere close. But just not in, right in the city. I do like going there sometimes, but not to live there. Uh, thank you to BH who says that's at least a fifty dollar, um, at least a fifty dollar car. I used to work on them. Thank you to BH who says they actually made a whole reality show about booting cars and meters. It's old but true. I remember that uh, parking wars. That was a good show actually. I remember that very well. Uh, thank you to Boat versus Windshield who says gifted. Are you? You give me some memberships. Thank you for that. Bob versus windshield life with Sean says a documentary on TV said that Joe Biden was born closer to the second inauguration of Lincoln in 1865 than his own in 2021. I did the math. It is true. That's crazy. Wait a minute. I'm going to read that one more time. Life with Sean says a documentary on TV said that Joe Biden was born closer to the second inauguration of Lincoln in 1865, then his own in 2021. That's crazy. All right. Shout out to Buffers Winshield again, who says, 30 years ago, a good friend of mine, Diego, told me about his college social justice studies classes. America will fall because it lets anyone in, quote unquote. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to TJ, who says, ABL Trump did very well. Just wish he would learn to stop saying election is rigged. I agree. It loses independence, which gained 9 million votes in 2017. Correct. Buffalo's windshield says, remember, I said it. Elon had too much time with Tucker. I got your back, quote unquote. Tucker said what he wanted, and now I don't think it was planned, though. Thank you to Monique Price, who says, you want to hear something funny? For the last week or so, I've been getting nothing but Bud Light and Joe Biden ads on your videos. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, you know what? They probably are trying to target the conservative outlets because they know that we're talking about them, so they're trying to improve their image. That's hilarious. Thank you to Steve Trivago, who says, my boss took advantage of me when I was 19. She poured alcohol down my throat and did uh, actual things to me. It was 32 years ago. Can I sue her? Nuts. Hey, you know what? E. Jean Carroll said that she um, was able to Work with Democrats. I'm not lying. She worked with Democrats to get the statute of limitations bumped up. And within the last, she had like a, a window of one year to get this whole thing done. Let me see if I can find that right quick. Y'all please give me a moment. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. 
All right, hold on. So <laughs> a, a billionaire Democrat funded part of her her whole thing, uh, her, her case against Trump. Like, this whole thing is nuts. Matter of fact, hold on. Here it is right here. Watch this. You, you, you'll be blown away by this. Watch it. Check it out. Can I end on something that I think um, is really important in all of this? And it's the fact that New York passed this law. Yeah. The Adult Survivors Act. They passed it just a few years ago. Were it not for that law, you never would have been able to bring this case. And I just think it speaks to the importance for a lot of other survivors. Exactly. This would never, I would never have this window, this year of having the ability uh, to bring a lawsuit for rape. Robbie can explain it better. Well, E. Jean actually helped to get that law passed. Did you hear that? E. Jean helped to get that law passed. Why did the law pass? Because if the law doesn't pass, then she can't go out and sue Trump. Huh? They literally made a law for her to go sue Trump and she did it. And now here we have him talking about, oh, well, you, you're convicted. All this. You see, you see what you see what we're dealing with It's deep, ain't it? It passed last year. Uh, we filed. Uh, it was Thanksgiving Day it was the first day you could sue. We filed just after midnight on Thanksgiving. And uh, can I end on something that I think? Um, so, so there you have it. There you have it. If not for the Democrats passing this law, she couldn't have done this because the alleged incident happened in the mid 1990s. You're talking about like 30 years ago. See? Just keep on going. E Jean. The letter E and Jean is in the pair of jeans on your you wear on your pants on your on your body. E Jean Carroll. That's that's her name. I don't know why she abbreviates her first name with with the letter E. I I don't know, but that's just, it is what it is. All right. Okay. Let's keep, let's see here. Thank you to TJ Jizzle for being a member. I appreciate you TJ Jizzle. I got your email as well. Hey, it's, 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 it's crazy world out here. I'll leave it at that. Thank you for your email and for being a supporter of the channel. Both of us windshield says, let's see Biden on Newsmax Manchurian president. Boomhauer says Trump was found liable for battery and defamation not guilty of quote unquote battery, not guilty of sexual battery and defamation. The news are adding all the words to it. It's a mess. Exactly. And he was found liable for sexual abuse, not battery. Thank you to blast radius who says, I don't want leftists in the media to even mention January 6th after they low key supported the Floyd madness in the, on May 20th. Correct. And not just on that day, but throughout the entire campaign in 2020 and also 2015, 16 Ferguson, Baltimore, the list goes on. They get to blast radius again, who says, I think Fox fired Tucker because 2024 is coming up and the neocons that run Fox don't want Tucker talk, calling out their fellow neocons like Nikki Haley or Tim Scott out on the big platform. Good, good point there. They get to John Reppy, who said, thank you, ABL, for your hard work. Continue patriotism and exposing evil. Let's continue to pray for America. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to <laughs> the ears for more. Ronis hilarious, Duke Raul. Thank you to... Where am I at? I know, I know I'm going a little bit over my time, you know, to the to the call time. We get to the calls in a minute. Y'all please hang tight for me. Thank you. Um, Rebel Without a Reason says Trump has big D energy to step into the lion's den like that. Biden would never take questions unless they were scripted. Even then, he still sounds like a dementia patient. Trump 2024. 
Thank you to Black K MIT who says Trump ABF for 2024. Rebel Without a Reason says Trump should have asked her why Ray Epps wasn't arrested when she asked him about the Proud Boys. Good question. Thank you to Michael Critchlow who says, Did you see Elon Musk ask Don Lemon to bring his show to Twitter this morning? Things are getting interesting. Hey, I'm with it. I, I'm with I love it. I love to see it. Put Don Lemon right on, on Twitter. I love it. Come on, come on through. Don and I, I like to see Don and Tucker do a collaboration together. You know, have a have a debate or something like that. I, I like to see people from different sides of the aisle get together and do things and have differences of his opinion. And I, I love it. You know, I don't like echo chambers, really. Not all the time. I like places where I can talk and just be free. But I also like to be able to go see the other side and what they, what they got going on, too. Take it to Rebel Without a Reason who says, kids don't want to brush their teeth or take a bath sometimes. They also want candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they can be trusted to choose or change their gender, shrug, exactly. Take it to Dutch Schaefer who says, Trump was sharp and in no mood for Collins BS. CNN won't offer up another one of those blood baths. Yeah, that was definitely very, very interesting. Again, I'll clip the review I did of it and throw it on my channel tomorrow morning. But that'll be a wrap for the Super Chats. It's time to get to the calls. Y'all know the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also an email for Skype in the... So you can be right here in the bottom left corner of the screen. If Skype doesn't work right, it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. All righty, let's go ahead and get into it. Hey, Don Lemon, somebody says Don Lemon is low-key MAGA. Don Lemon, he has some. he has some good points. You know... He was a conservative in college, Don Lemon. True story. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Uh, it's JB Scotchman from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, not a lot, man. Man, there's a lot of news happening this week. A lot of crazy stuff going on. I mean, I could talk about it for hours, but obviously I can't, but... But so I'll bring up one topic that really got me fired up, and that was about the uh, Atlanta boot girls. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm with you 100, percent man. Like, good for them. Because I used to watch that show Parking Wars back when I actually watched television, and they were mainly in like Philadelphia and Detroit, and they'd write these tickets for people that are just getting out of their car for a couple of minutes and then putting boots on them. And it's like, I could never live in a big city like that. I mean, I went to St. Louis a little over 20 years ago and me and my brother were going to get something to eat downtown. And I'm like, where do we park at? He said, you got to go to a parking lot. I'm like, what? And it was the first time I ever paid for parking in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is a real thing? Yep. So, like, yeah, living in those, if I had to live in one of those cities, I wouldn't even want a car. I'd just <laughs> ride a bike or walk or take a taxi, which, as a former taxi driver, I, I support. That's why I don't use that Uber or lift stuff they're putting taxi businesses out of company but anyway that's my opinion on the whole thing in atlanta my god that what they're doing down there is crazy just 
booting people to cars without even giving tickets. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that video. But I'll leave it there. Love you, man. Love everybody in the chat and all the callers. And Trump 2024, we got to get our country back. Right on, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Later, dude. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. JB's got some from Oklahoma. Great call. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. Let's go to 859. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yo, ABL. It's me from Lexington, Kentucky. LeVere Mordry. What's up with you, bud? I've been watching the show. I've been enjoying it, man. It's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, not much, man. Not much. I was going to ask you a question. You mentioned about California. California used to be the estate of like Hollywood glitz and glamour and like Jack, like shows like Jackass and earlier, earlier punk rock, even like Roz Williams was Christian death and the earlier goth rock scene made California, California, even the skateboarding, the surfing, Tony Hawk pro skater, a lot of the earlier subculture started in California or got big in California. What happened? I mean, seriously, now it's become known for a shithole, like a third world country. It's insane. Well, hold on, hold on. You, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't cuss on the show. That's, that's, that's the only thing. Sorry, but I apologize. Uh, but, yeah. like, but my question is, from your experience and, and from other people uh, that you know of, uh, how did California become that bad? I, I can't really call it, man. I, I don't really know what happened. I think that... Um, I don't really have a, a good answer for that. I think that maybe they're just, it's too many good times rolling and they don't understand how to, at the same time where you have good times and everything's great, they don't understand how to balance it really. They don't, yeah, it's just, it's too, it's too, it's too much freedom of not enough, enough law and order. It just kind of lets stuff go on and that drives the overall quality of the state down. Yeah, it seems like it's an authoritarian state with a government that doesn't care, like the movie Clockwork Orange. It's like a Stanley Kubrick nightmare over there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, I agree with this whole thing about the whole, uh, uh, the, the, these guys who put the stuff on the, on the wheels and tire the bumpers. Are you talking about that's the, um, the boots? Yeah, those. I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a libertarian anarchist, and I'm totally against government intervention in other people's lives. And that's, to me, it's, it's, that's authoritarian. That's disgraceful. Like, I'd rather have a ticket compared to having a boot on my car. That's yeah. silly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the boot is just ridiculous. The, the ticket is fine. I mean, that's the way that it should be. But people, I don't know. It's, it's a mess. It's, 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 like it's, a, it's a racket. wants really. you to die. That's the sad thing. Is the state wants you to die in a bad neighborhood. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And I guarantee you, they probably have like in that in that city has really strict gun laws compared to like the outskirts of Alabama or Georgia. My bad. <laughs> oh well, I mean, actually, they don't in in Atlanta. You you could do whatever you want. You can open carry is fine. That's you know the benefits um, living down south. Like they're not you, you're still in Georgia, so you can open carry and it's all good. Um, if you're a teenager and you obviously like a game banger or something like that, you might get a little bit of pat down depending upon what's going on. But beyond that, you good money. Yeah, you more than northern states, they have they have more more violence up there, even with like strict gun control and stuff like that. And you know, promise me, I'm I'm pro Second Amendment, pro gun kind of guy, man. You know, right? I'm with you. 
Yeah, I, and also, I mean, like, it, it just seems kind of strange when you have stricter gun control in certain areas, they have more violence in compared to, like, southern states and stuff like that. I mean, heck, I mean, like, the bigger cities in Florida, they're, they're very, you know, loose on gun control. And, up, like, up north, <laughs> over in Detroit, it's like war zones constantly with cops. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. And I think it's because I also I think it's because of part of it's mental health. It has to be. Yeah, it's part of, of it. it yeah, it's part of it. Have you, seen the movie? Have you seen the Joker movie? Um, the Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, yeah. What what was the? Um... I mean, that's, kind of, that's kind of like you know it seems kind of strange. A lot of the mainstream media and all these corporate media were just bashing the movie because it it kind of it showed the truth to us. You know, it's not gun control. Uh, gun control is not going to fix the problem. We still have a major health, mental health uh, issue out there. But the thing is, you know, it's society in general doesn't care about mental health. And it's kind of sad. Yeah, but also there's a there's a drug problem, too, that's fueling the mental health crisis. It's, it's like you get things that are kind of compounding upon each other. Oh, absolutely. Like, I used to have, like, I had friends in the past who did drugs and stuff like that. And they had some really bad mental health issues also that added on to it as well. It's crazy. The sanity. And it's going to be hard to fix this problem, you know, because the war on drugs was just a catastrophe and it was just benefiting the government more than just helping the people out. Actually making the issue worse. Right on. All right. Hey man, I'll go to the show, man. Hopefully I can see you sometime in Lexington, bro. Hey, never happened. It might, it might happen, man. So thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Heck yeah, I appreciate it, man. Much love to you, man. See ya. All right, shout out to the caller. Let's keep on going here. Let's go to, I had one right there. I was a little bit too slow to the trigger on that one. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling. Now I'm one, two. You don't know, lie, I'm going to speak it to. Hey, it's uh, Thomas here in uh, Georgia. All righty, what's happening? I mean, obviously, there's lots of stuff happening. How you doing today, ABL? I'm well, man. Can't complain. I know hey, everything's all all good, but it's it's crazy these jet streams. I know you got lots of categories of things that pops of discussion. I mean, you got Joe Biden, ten million dollars Chinese money coming to all the family members. You got the boot girls, which that's an interesting thing. It's not illegal to own a key, but it's illegal to use something for something. I mean, it's kind of like guns. Well, guns don't kill people. Boots don't kill people. Keys don't kill people. Well, what what's all the problems and issues? There's lots of problems, lots of issues. Right, right on. All right, so I guess uh, specifically... um. I guess, can I change the topic of discussion? I'm getting sick of these jet streams. You know what I'm talking about? The, I, I don't. You look, up, you look up in the sky, and it's, it's clear blue day, and then <laughs> these lines in the air all day long, creating clouds, creating rain. You mean Kim like rain. Yeah, Kim Trails, weather modification. It's a... The plants, man. I'm here in Savannah, Georgia. These plants are crazy. They're they're like they don't know if it's hot, if it's cold. 
if it's raining outside, but it's all messed with, manipulated, kind of like the elections. It was, so what, what do you think about weather modification, I guess? I don't know much about it, so I really don't have an opinion. But you know about the chemtrails. I mean, I'm familiar with what a chemtrail is, but I don't know a lot about it. All I know is that they're up there. I don't really know. that. That's not really my wheelhouse, you know. That's not really my thing, so I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Okay, well, I mean, I got 40, 50 chickens, and, you know, chickens laid eggs, didn't lay eggs. It's like the plants, the vegetables, the fruits, they're just not, like, doing what they normally do. And they're manipulating stuff. Me and you didn't get jabs. You don't work quote-unquote pure bloods you know i like my fishing rods they're necessary to to fish you know what i'm saying so but normal things are getting less normal i know sometimes you have a drought there's different things that affect things but certain things are being over affected right right on i don't know if that's like a specific enough question or topic, but that was, that was just more of a, you know, an expression, how you feeling. So, I mean, I, I understand where you feel, man. So I got a few more calls and a lot I'm going to get to though. I thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thank you. ABL. You have a great night. All right. Now same to you. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. You know, the chemtrails and whatnot, I'm familiar with it, but if you were to ask me, Hey man, talk about chemtrails. I, I don't really, I don't, I don't got too much for you, man. I see them up in the sky. I don't really know a lot about it, man. That's not really my wheelhouse. You know, I got to just, you know, I got to be all the way real. Yeah, chemtrails, marks in the sky. I don't really know. All righty. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. <laughs> You guys, the, the the chat, you guys in the chat are the best. I promise you are. You really are. All right. But the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And there's also an email in the in the, the chat to be right here on Skype. You can call that and get on in it as well. <laughs> About fly fishing. <laughs> Hey, you wanna know about fly fishing? Like what, what else I'm gonna talk about? Talk about fly fishing, talking about uh uh, uh I don't know what what else I can you know expound on that I have no idea about. Talk about the 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 fauna, the 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 fauna on top of Mount St. Helens. I don't know. What I'm, <laughs> all right, let's, let's keep on going here. Let me just get my Skype back on deck. I think Skype might have had crashed on me. Let's see if I can just fix it. All righty. And I think we're good now. Yeah, that, that rabbit hole going to be a little bit too deep for me, though, Michael Critchlow. I can't go down that rabbit hole, man. I need to get, I don't have my gear or nothing. <laughs> I'll be down there swimming with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> deep sea diving. You guys are hilarious. Uh, UFOs. Uh, I know uh, about that much about, I know a little bit about, about UFOs. I know that there are unidentified flying objects. I know that. They could be real. I don't know. What, what's the what's the other one? Um, they they call UFO something else now. 
And I think they changed the name of UFOs. I forget what they're called now. U.S. something. Something they call UFOs now. They changed the name. 470, you don't know, lie. Who am I speaking to? You know, found a brand. that I have no idea. Hello, can you hear me? ABL. Yes. Yes, how are you? Everything's all right. That's Joe you? Biden. You hear him? I, I, did, I didn't hear that part. I had my sign off because I had to restart Skype. Oh, well. Yeah, maybe I'll play another time. Anyway, man, how's it going tonight? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Yeah, it's Greg from Wild and Wacky Atlanta. How you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm great, man. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw your last video about the, the girls in the boots and everything. I support them. I yeah. think that's really good. It's been a big problem going on since about 2001, 2002, especially in Buckhead. They'll boot you in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, immediately. And then the thing about it is if you're not from the area, you don't frequent the area, you, you don't even know what's going on you just it, it'll just happen to you and now you got to pay it and it's just one of those inconveniences that people don't even really understand and then it could be dangerous if you are in the wrong part of town you don't even know it you might want to go to the aquarium or you might want to go to the <laughs> mercedes-benz stadium and you parking somewhere random it's all bad yeah you're right and it's like you're being held hostage because you are it's way worse than a ticket you know you drive off and then you pay the ticket later on you mail it in or whatever but, uh, yeah, this whole boot thing is, yeah, I, I don't like it. This has been going on since at least 2000, 2001 in Atlanta, as, as far as I'm aware. Maybe farther back than that, but right. I don't know. it's been going on for at least 20 years or more. Exactly. So, anyway, this whole thing about Trump, um, wow, these allegations. So, he <laughs> he didn't rape the woman, but he has to pay her $5 million for not raping her. It makes no sense. Right? Yeah. Of course, it doesn't make any sense, but, you know, anything goes these days, especially since 2016, you know, it's it's just get Trump every day, you know, so. Wow, he's he's innocent of these charges. This is just uh, it's BS. So I still support him. So anyway, don't have that much for you tonight, but uh, yeah, Biden wants to say something to you. Hang on one second. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me and Trump. You ain't black. That's this whole campaign message, man. I'm still ultra MAGA. Trump 2024, man. Take care and uh, stay healthy. We need you. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Great call. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a campaign message right there, huh? You know, vote for me. You ain't black. That's that's the whole that's that's the that's the motto right there. It's, it's crazy, but it is what it is. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Yeah. But those boots are crazy, though. In Atlanta, like, that, that puts you immediately. It's a, it's a, it ain't nothing but a racket. A complete racket. 304, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, B.S., favorite Georgia slash West Virginia boy. All righty, man. What's going on? Man, I got through on the first call. I'm kind of in a hurry. That's good. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I got... uh. Uh, one thing to add to the boot girls, since everybody wants to talk about it. Have you, have you thought that maybe they're working an angle that they might be in on the people having the boots put on the cars and then they're pretending to come in and save the day? Um, nah, because the whole thing like with an the, inside job. 
I, I see what you mean, but that this has been going on for a very long time. Like the whole thing with the booting, it's been going on for so many, so many years. Like, nah, it's. I mean, I guess that's possible, but there's no need to because all these parking lots, a lot of them are well known to boot long before the boot girls came along. And what happens is people that don't know about that are the ones that get booted. So then they got to come save the day. But the parking lots, a lot of them, they, they, they've been well known for many, many years before, before these girls came along for a long time. Well, I know that because, you know, uh, I grew up not necessarily in Atlanta, but right outside of Atlanta. Yeah. I never actually had a vehicle booted, but I could just see them playing the hero. But at the same time, they could be in on the whole. They got a little business going both on both sides. Man, that's, that's definitely possible. I wouldn't doubt it. Just like I wouldn't doubt how the boot people, a lot of them could be, you know, it could be a scam on their side working with the parking lots because the parking lots will have the signs all obscure. And then the boot people will oh. come in and charge, and then they get a piece. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because like I mean, I know how the bootleg parking lots work because I've I've ended up, you know, they'll be out there with their vests on and their little light bars or whatever, flagging you in. You're trying. Well, back back uh, in the Georgia Dome days, they would flag you in here, ten bucks, and then whenever you're done with whatever event you went to, you come out and they got all these cars parked in there basically bumper to bumper and if you if you get a spot like in the back you got to wait for that parking lot to clear out before you can even leave mm -hmm. that's happened to me before but anyways like i said i'm kind of in a hurry i'm glad you got my call that quick i didn't have to call a hundred times but anyways thanks for taking my call have a great night man thank you for the call man definitely appreciate you All right, yeah that's a good point you made there there could be any cahoots for sure yeah Absolutely. That's that's definitely a thing that could happen. But if so many of these parking lots have been around, I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a scourge, really, in the over the whole city. Five zero four in line, who am I speaking to? Hey ABL. It's Alien Spaceship. All right, man, what's going on? Yeah, um, you've been doing very good tonight, as usual, covering everything. And yeah, the situation in Atlanta it does sound like the city is going overboard with the boots. Oh, yeah, definitely way overboard. And um, it's a racket. It's, it's not even about just trying to preserve the parking and whatnot. It's, it's a racket. It's just to make money. Right. Uh, to me, it also reminds me of a monopoly. What do you mean by that? Like, a monopoly is like you have this, like, uncontrolled, unregulated, like a a scheme of like businesses making a uh, unlimited amount of money and kind of like a, like a crime syndicate. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Right. Like they're making a monopoly off of it because there was a game called monopoly and yeah, the definition of it, it's when they have like, like the British empire, they had these um, companies that worked in these places. They made a lot of money with no opposition, no anything. And they just kept on making uh, tons of profits off things. And I mean, I'm not a, against the British Empire, but I'm just that's an example of what they did in the city of Atlanta. It's like doing a similar thing with the boots. It's uh, making a whole amount of money on this. And I do think that of, you know, they're being kind of greedy about it because it's a source of income. But do you think the city's having financial issues? Like, why do you think they're so desperate to try to get the money out to people? 
Well, I think it's more about the private companies because that's who's running it. Like the local ordinances allow the private companies to do the booting. And I think it's more about the right. the private companies in conjunction with the parking lots. It's not necessarily about the city because the city's not mm-hmm. really they, they may get a cut perhaps from tax money, I suppose, but not necessarily directly. It, you know, it's not the same way as if it was local police doing it, which it's not. It's like the private companies probably joining forces with the parking right. lots to make money among themselves. It's just people really ultimately companies hustling the citizens. Okay. Cause I know you did say that before. It's just that, um, I thought there was a politician that was trying to make it, but that was trying to ban it over there and he wasn't able to pass it. So I thought maybe there was some inside like, uh, negotiations between the businesses in the city. Maybe. Well, what happens is the city, allows private companies to boot cars and do their whole thing. Right. See, they, they give, they, they pretty much, if, if it was a responsibility of the city, they pass that to the private company. They outsource it to them. So it's laws on the books that allow that whole thing to happen. And the congressman was trying to get that whole practice banned on a state level to ban the ordinances that allow that to happen. Okay. I see. Yeah. It sounds uh, quite uh, crazy over there and that should be corrected. Yeah, I think another name for the UFOs is unidentified flying phenomenon. Okay. Right, because like the I've seen because on my channel I deal with that and I talk about that stuff and I want to do more videos on it and so basically because the military in different time periods have found these strange objects flying around and that's what they called them because they didn't really know what it was or if it was from one of those foreign countries or probably from space or whatever it is. And that's what the other name they gave it. Right, yeah. And do you think they did that because they're trying to not have the talk be about UFOs anymore? Like, they, they'll see things, mm-hmm. and they just won't call it a UFO? Yeah, because, you know, my friend and I at school, they used to, you know, him and I were enthusiasts with the alien stuff, that the the governments and the people, they don't want the people to panic about an alien or, a, say, a planet that could come into our orbit that could cause problems to earth. They don't want people to panic. So they lie a lot in the media. So they're trying to right. I believe it's a diversion. Like we talk about in politics, it's a diversion to get people distracted away from UFOs. Right. Right on. Right. And I think with the Trump trial, it's so silly. I mean, he definitely, uh, I feel is innocent and you know, there's a lot of hearsay. So, you know, just so she said that he did something, you know, it's kind of like gossip. You know, there's no proof or evidence for it. And they did a straw man argument. They do that a lot. So it's like you beat up a straw man and to look tough, but it really isn't. You just beat up something that isn't real. So that's basically, they're doing a lot of lawyer tactics. And a lot of people, I think, are bought out by the left and are just real stupid and will believe anything. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Right. And I think, you know, the more the left attacks our side, like Tucker, and other people that are independent media sources are just going to dig their grave even deeper. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, it's going to happen because a lot of people are going to start to go away from those. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the boomers are starting to kind of, you know, not mm-hmm. be around anymore. You got the older generation coming up. Uh, they're not mm-hmm. going to be watching the legacy media, really. They're going to watch a lot of the, the online stuff, the alternative media. That's going to be where they get sources. Now, I know people that's young, like in their 20s, they watch TikTok for the news. So watching <laughs> television and whatnot, that's going to be a thing of the past. It's going to go like the dodo bird. It's going to go extinct. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I like to watch YouTube and how it came across you and other people. I don't even watch TV at all. I watch some old vintage TV shows like the Twilight Zone and stuff, but I just, you know, uh, watch YouTube. Um, have you, do you know what abyssal fish are? A what now? Abyssal fish. No. Okay. So it's these fish that live really, really deep, like in the trench in the abyssal trench. And they look a lot like aliens and they look kind of freaky looking. I was doing some uh, a video on it. I'm going to do another one on it. It's uh, that was something interesting that I learned about when I was younger, when I was learning about the aliens. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, um, I know you got other callers, and uh, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Great call. Let's keep on rocking here. Let's go to three a six on the line. I'm speaking to. <laughs> 386, hello. Okay, we got baby screaming in the background. I don't know what's going on. Shout out to the youngins. <clears throat> Seven hey, three, line I'm speaking to. Hey, BL, it's your retired Chicago police officer friend. How are you doing? I'm well about yourself. Uh, hey, BL, let me quickly. Um, I know you're humble, so I won't uh, belate the point. But, uh, you know, the reason that you're almost near uh, a million subscribers, and that's subscribers alone, not just the people that watch your videos and show you is because you put the work in. There's a lot of content that you do. It's a full-time job for you. So anybody out there that wants to take a clue on how you do well on YouTube and other platforms, uh, you know, can take a note that you actually put the work in. And so I want to congratulate you on that. Uh, thank ADL. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Now to the unpopular yeah. <laughs> opinions, you know, <laughs> first of all, I'd love to see Trump uh, become president again. And also I think that it would be genius of Putin if Trump did become president again for Putin to call for uh, you know, a ceasefire and some kind of uh, some kind of talks, some peace talks. That would be a smart move because it shows control and it shows strength. Not just that, you know, he also would not get the ire of, of Trump or another strong president, because that's what I want to see, is a strong president. And I just don't see anybody as strong as Trump, because Trump, like I said before, is a brash New Yorker. He's not a nice guy. And that's who you want leading your country, not the nicest guy in the world. I love, I love when he says that we're going to get the European countries to do their fair share, because that's true. They are all laughing at us. They're looking at us like a sugar daddy, like some stripper looks at a sugar daddy, you know, to pay all the bills. And what do we do? We lay down and we pay all the bills. It's ridiculous that we do that. You know, same with China and everything else. We look like a chump. Now, the thing about the Putin I'm calling for a ceasefire and some negotiations, maybe they could have the little the little section that's closest to the U.S., uh, to Russia, and maybe they'll take that over or whatever negotiations. But it would be a strong move. It would be smart. It would keep the peace. It would set an alliance. Nobody, you know, that, ev that everybody stops killing and dying. Because here's the thing. And remember, there's a lot of military people that come into, you know, police departments and work on the police department. A lot of military people. 
we have kept wars overseas on foreign lands for a good reason. Look at the news. Look at the turmoil in these places when tanks are running around and there's explosions and people killing each other with small arms and everything else. You want to keep that over there, you know, on foreign shores because it doesn't take much to get it over here, especially when you have an open border and you let all kinds of people and you don't know who you let in. You know, I remember some training we had. All you have to do is have a few cells here in America to decide that at 12 noon on such and such a day across the country in every time zone, you have three or four, you know, uh, people go into schools and kill kill a bunch of kids in the schools. Now, it's probably a suicide mission. They die themselves. But the idea is to put terror in people's hearts. It doesn't take much to have chaos in a country. So we need somebody that's able to take control and, and, and really, you know, uh, let people realize that there's value in working. There's value in doing the right thing. And instead of this chaos where people are just, you know, are all over the place. Anyway, I'm not that articulate today, uh, ABL, but I thank for you. Thank you for your time. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right. Great call. Let's go to some more here. Let's go to 386 online. Who am I speaking to? Hi, can you hear me? I hear you well. Yeah. I'm a like sea floater. I've been watching you a long time. And uh, the one thing I'm most worried about is the uh, Brink's currency. And I think you're a lot smarter than me when it comes to that stuff. What do you think about that? Uh, it's going to be a problem because what's going to happen is uh, they're going to use that currency to trade them on themselves rather than a dollar. That's going to weaken the dollar. So if that's if that is happening and the dollar gets weaker, then we, we're having we have an even better, a even worse problem with inflation. So things are costing a lot right now. They're gonna cost a lot more. The dollar gets weaker using by them using the BRICS yes, currency. Sir. And again, you're a lot smarter than me when it comes to this. I'm just no white boy in Lake Florida and uh, got three boys I'm raising. And what would be any advice you would say to do with everything going on in the world back? Like advice as far as what specifically? As far as just keep your head down, keep working, keep rolling, or uh, should uh, you think a little more about the future? Well, yeah, definitely keep working and, you know, always worry about the future. Always you're trying to plan for that. Um, you know, um, be prepared. I always say that. I'm not really a prepper, but I always say be prepared. Happy guns, of course. Now you, now you got your guns, ammunition. Be able to make food yes, some sir. kind of way. Yeah, so... That's that's really what I would say because beyond that you can't really do too much. Just be just be prepared, be, be ready to defend yourself at all times. But beyond that, just keep on doing your thing. Keep on keep on yeah. keep on advancing. Keep on Obviously, learning. Some things just out of your control. Last couple of weekends, I just took my kids fishing. Went out in the boat, caught some fish, and said, "Well, that's what you do." There you go. Yeah. That's, that's how that's live how it life goes. As you can live it and do the best you can. Keep your head down. Go to work and. Hope for the best, I guess. You got it, man. Right on. But I watch you every weekend, man. I, I love you. 
Well, I thank you for the call, Keep man. Keep doing Definitely. what you're doing. Thank you, man. Thank I appreciate you. you. No problem. Uh, shout out to the caller. Yeah, great call. But yeah, and uh, buying gold, that's a good thing. Gold, silver, precious metal, stuff like that. Um, that can help you depending upon the situation. And uh, food is important. Uh, like dry products. Like I'm not really a prepper, but I am. Like I'm prepared. You know, I got plenty of me. Allegedly, I had a lot of ammunition and weapons, but you know they're all gone now. But if I did have those things, I would have a lot of ammunition. Cause it's one thing to have guns, but you gotta have ammunition and have magazines ready to rock. Have magazines ready. So whenever you get caught in a situation, whenever there's some kind of thing going on, you're ready to go ahead and just rock. Slam the magazine in there, rack it up, get to shooting. Another one, rack it up, and, and go to work. Food, dry food, um, know how to hunt fish. Yeah, definitely. Uh, keep yourself physically fit. That's something else, too, though, because you don't want to be caught in a zombie apocalypse and you're 800 pounds, not able to walk around. You're going to get eaten first. You're going to be a whole buffet meal to the zombies. So let's not have that happen. You, you don't want to go to zombie land 800 pounds, man. That ain't That ain't it. So take care of yourself. I'm not saying you got to be looking like Luferigno and all cut up and muscly, but just have some, you know, have, have, be healthy. That's the main thing I would say. Be healthy. You know, take care of yourself. Take care of your body for sure. A thousand rounds. Yeah. A thousand rounds is a good number. If you can afford it for sure. You know, uh, if you have any kind of discretionary income, if you have any kind of disposable income, if if you have any disposable income, or if you can afford to invest in that, I would say invest in that. That's like as precious as gold or silver, in my opinion, depending upon the circumstance. 740, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Christy. All right, what's going on? Hey, um, I just had really uh, just something to address to you. Um, I volunteer uh, for a reading program at my local school. And we were talking about drills, like tornado drills, fire drills. And then the kids mentioned that they had not had a lockdown school drill at all this year. And I said to him, when I was growing up, we never had a lockdown drill. And he looked at me in amazement and was like, what did you do? And I said, we never had a problem with school shootings when I was going to school. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he's a fifth grader and he was like, well, why do you think that we have them now? And it was just such a polarizing conversation. And I said, I really don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I can't really call it. I, I think what's going on now, if you just, if I, if I was just to be asked my opinion about why do I think there are so many school shootings now? I think what's happening mm-hmm. is that we have just a lot more mentally ill people because it's not a matter of guns. Guns were always around. Like back in the back in the day, day before even my time, you would have kids bringing guns to school in the, in the back of their pickup truck. You had gun classes. Yes. Yeah, you had gun classes in school. Like literally had guns in school, but there was no shootings. So at a certain right. point, the gun can't be blamed here because you would have literal guns in school, guns at school, and there was no shootings. So yes, it's a, it's a mental thing. And I think what what's going on 
a lot of this uh, LGBT, that's part of the thing. You just saw somebody that identified as transgender shooting the school up. And we know there's some mental issues there. At a certain point, again, back when you had guns at school and there was no shootings, uh, a person that mm-hmm. was transgender was considered mentally ill and they would get their appropriate treatment. Yeah. But now we pretty much play into this and people get isolated. They get um, in, their, in their head. They go crazy. And the same reason why there are school shootings is the same reason why there's mass shootings in general outside of school. Right. There was a person that uh, shot up the officers years ago, Micah Xavier Johnson. Um, he was mad about Black Lives Matter. And people had seen mm-hmm. him. He was former military. He was going through a few things. They knew he might have been a little off. It's always somebody dealing with a mental problem. It's never just for no reason. I think that's the bigger thing. Right. We have we have fewer um, mental uh, health resources. We have fewer mental um, hospitals than we did back in the day. And as a result, we have more crime that, that is crazy like mm-hmm. this. I also had one of the kids in the class who just a few weeks ago was identifying as trans mm. who now is like, well, I don't identify as that anymore because one of the other kids in the group is like, well, what if he identifies as trans because I called him a boy and he's like, well, I don't identify as trans anymore. And I'm like, you can see how much there's an influence you know, an influence on that um, when you're actually one-on-one with with the kids. Um, so I just feel like people need to be more involved um, with children who could be susceptible to feeling one way or another and helping to guide them. Um, yeah, you, you got you to let kids be kids because kids go through things. They have phases, you know, like – yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it may see something that somebody's doing and think that it's cool. Like they're, they're children. They don't really understand everything. Yeah. So they might just do it because they think it's cool. And the next exactly. week, like, okay, I don't want it anymore. It's like, it's like getting them a toy on Christmas. Okay. They wanted, they wanted a toy all year and looking forward to it. Right. They finally get the toy after one week, the toy is gone. They don't even know where it is. They don't even care. They're they not interested. They're <laughs> not interested because yeah. they're kids. That's what they do. And I think we kind of just got to respect kids as kids and let them just have a normal childhood rather than trying to say, Oh, okay. You identify as quote unquote trans right now. Let me, let me put you on drugs and perform surgery on your body. That's just ridiculous. I think it's a big money grab from some of these hospitals. And also you have right. a lot of perversion from these adults that want to see these kids go that direction to recruit them into their particular little group. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're taking advantage of yeah. rather than allowing the kids to be kids. Right. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, that's all I have. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate your show. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, have a good night. Thank you. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bye. Yeah, great call. Great call. Because, I mean, like, we got to just stop thinking kids. Are, it's, it's so weird because on one hand, I've heard wide ranges of, okay, Somebody would say that a five-year-old is of sound mind to identify as transgender and then have surgery performed on them, given life-altering drugs at five years old. But then I turn around and say, if you're 25 years old, your brain's not all the way developed, so you shouldn't be dating somebody that's in their 40s. 
It's like, well, wait a minute. 25 years old is a full-grown adult. You are an adult in America at age 18. You can go fight and die for the military at age 18. So seven years later, at age 25, you're not an adult yet. Your brain's not all the way developed yet. Huh? But at five years old, at five years old, you can decide to be transgender? Make that make sense. So 20 years later, your brain's not all the way developed, and you can't decide who you want to date, but you can change your physical body. You can put drugs in your body. It makes no sense. And like I was just saying, kids may be interested in things for a while, and then, and then at a certain point, they're not. That's just how kids are. So leave the kids alone. 615, you don't know who I'm speaking to. What up, ABL? Spoonhour, man. How you doing? It's all good, man. What's happening? Man, I want to throw some uh, at you with the uh, whole Trump thing. So uh, when they were doing, I don't know if you saw it, though, but if you ever saw the whole Trump deposition thing, did you watch that video? Like, there's like several videos out there, but did you ever watch the whole thing? I've not seen the entire thing. I've just seen little clips of it. Okay, so uh, at one point, we're, we were watching it last night. So at one point, uh, they showed him a picture of him. He was like, I've never met this woman. I've never met this woman. And they're like, okay, okay. And I, th- I don't know if it was before or after he insulted that lady and said, hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't be attracted to you neither, you know? <laughs> so that, was, that was really funny. He's wild, man. He's crazy. He but is. anyway. Uh, it might have been before or after that. I'm not really sure. But uh, they were like, hey, I want to show you a picture. Who's this person? Uh, you never seen this lady? He's like, no, I don't know who she is. And they showed him a picture. And they're like, hey, who's this? Who Who's in this picture? And he looks down. And he, you know how he is. He's all cocky and stuff. And he looks down at the picture. And he's like, oh, uh, that was my ex-wife, Marla. And then as soon as he said that, like that lady that he just insulted the uh, the prosecutor, was ju- was like jumping out of the seat, like whoa, 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 like whoa, who, where, where's Marley? Where's Marley? Where's Marley? And all these people in the room, you can hear them all over the room. Where's Mar? Who, who's in the picture? Who, what picture? Where's she at? And he goes right there, and they go point to her, point to her, and he pointed at the picture, and they go, no, that's that's E. Jean Carroll. That's E. Jean Carroll. That is not Marla Maples. So all night last night, we're, <laughs> we're comparing pictures. Of of E. Jean Carroll and Marla Maples next to each other, dude. And the only thing that was close was maybe the nose, maybe her nose just a little bit. But you can. And then we started doing like before and after, like as they started aging. And then by the end of it, dude, uh, E. Jean Carroll straight up looking like Jason Voorhees' mama. <laughs> 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 on Friday the 13th, looking like Jason Voorhees' mama, and Marla Maple is still looking the same. <laughs> same age. So we're like, come on, man, ain't no way. But but I'm thinking that that's what they got him on. And then when the lady said, hey, did you really say grab him by the you-know-what? He said, hey, man, that's what, that's what stars do. You think you're a star? Yeah, I'm a star. I mean, and then, you know, he threw it out there like, hey, I ain't trying to date you. I ain't attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy dude he is he is off the chain and and uh as far as the the town hall goes i didn't watch it neither but i'm gonna watch it tomorrow but uh that girl was like talking over top of him the entire time like i bet she had a bug in her ear and they're like no 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 stop him cut him off cut him off cut him off cut him off 
with everything that he's saying because he was tearing it up. That stage is on fire. He's just throwing gasoline everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, man. From what you showed earlier, it was good. So I just want to throw that in there, man. In case you didn't see the pictures, if you want to search them, it's it's worth the it's worth the look. <laughs> if you want to search it, you know what I'm saying. But uh, great show tonight, man. Have a good night. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Peace. All right, great call. Shout out to my man for the call. Always a good one. And if you like what you're hearing so far, y'all know to do. Please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All righty. Yeah, that whole thing with um, the deposition was funny, though. When he uh, talking about, yeah, I wouldn't date you, though. So, nah, let's not even, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> that that was that was pretty funny. Trump's a funny guy. He really is. Completely entertaining. Very, very much so. All right. Yeah, he does keep it real, for sure. He does 100% keep it real. Yeah, what Trump said about the government body, you know what? I mean, he's talking about when you have a certain status, you just are more attractive. Everybody knows that. You know, everybody knows that. This is why... Like Leonardo DiCaprio is always with a brand new girl. It's like a similar line. <laughs> I mean, even if you're not looking like Leonardo DiCaprio, if you're not like in a, like handsome or whatever, it don't matter. You're, you're Donald Trump. You know, it's just it's just one of those things, man. It's just the way the world is. People need to stop acting like they don't know that the way that the world is the way it is. You know, let's let's just all the way keep it all the way real here. All right. I think it might be a wrap for me. Thank y'all for being here. That's a wrap for the calls. I got super chats to read right quick. I'll get to those in a moment. But thank y'all for the great show. The show went by so fast. Like I'm, I'm right at the very end. I'm right at the very end here. This has been a great show. I'm going to clip that part where I was talking about, um, the part where I was talking about uh, uh, the, the, the CNN town hall with Trump. I'm going to clip that and make that be its own video for you guys so you can watch that just itself. Uh, tomorrow, Oh, and you're watching the, you're listening to a podcast right now. It'll be available audio only on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description box. Uh, and you can also go to the streaming platform directly and just search ABO Live, and I'll pop right on up. Uh, download it there; it's 100% free. It'll be available tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll be back live again on Saturday, same bat time, same bat place, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's right around right now, which is about 11 Eastern time. And I'm here every day making content, every single day, including Sunday. For a while, I didn't do content on Sunday, but I now know that I got to make content all the time. So I'll be putting out videos on Sunday as well. All righty. I think I'll, I'll probably record them on Saturday and put them out Sunday. That'll probably be what I do. And, of course, I'll be here during a live show on saturday all right that will be it thank y'all for being here you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets couldn't do it without you uh, i got super chats to read right quick i guess let me see do i have anything else um <laughs> rebel without a reason gave me a few rebel without a reason says tucker and Donald make a good buddy cop movie they would i'm saying like i want to see them collaborate on some stuff i want them to see them both have a twitter show and do something together. That'd be good. That'd be good for TV. If they can have like opposing viewpoints and have real debates, uh, respectfully have real debates and 
it'd be good for both sides of the aisle to see each person's opinion unfiltered, honest, and you can see who wins a debate, who, who loses a debate. I, I love me, I know how I love me a good debate. I love me a good debate. So I like to see them actually debate on some issues and go hard. Don't have anybody censor themselves or nothing like that. I, lo- I would like to see that from them. Uh, Rebel Without a Reason also says, where is Billy Bush? Uh, he vanished. After, he, he pretty much vanished after the Access Hollywood tape. I've not seen him since. Where is Billy Bush? That's a great question. And he also says, the trans shooter manifesto has been ordered by a judge to be released, not to the public, but to her for review. I mean, it's so weird how the trans shooter in Nashville, that manifesto has been under wraps for forever. But they just had a shooter in Texas, and they said he had Nazi tattoos. They had, they had, they had pictures of this guy, had social media. They had Reddit posts, had everything immediately. There's a whole manifesto from the shooter in Nashville, and we can't see that. How long has it been? Some weeks now? I mean, what's the holdup? I don't know what's going on. Bill Lee, uh, what, what's happening? We'll talk about that in a later video, I suppose. But that will be a wrap for me. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. I couldn't do it without you. Shout out to the mods for doing what you do. Shout out to all the people that have been watching, retweeting, super cheating, retweeting, super chatting. What I said, retweeting, super cheating. See, I got to go. I'm a little tired. I cut my grass, like, and it was kind of hot. I'm sweating. I got on boots. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm super tripping. But that'll be a wrap for me. I will see you guys on the next live stream and, of course, on the next pre-recorded video. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.